0: Hello and welcome to episode 421 of Conversation Street, the Coronation Street podcast, where we talk about Coronation Street. This is the right one, isn't it?
1: Um, no, we're this is a different one. This is the um, Coronation Street podcast where we talk about. Um,
0: I've come to the wrong place, but yeah, I'll try and wing it see if I can do it. Um, right, what are we doing this week? We're talking about Cory between the 1st and the 5th of June. We're into June now. And that is episodes 10,069 to 10,071. My name is Michael and her name is... Gemma. Gemma, my darling wife here. We're going to be talking to you for ooh, two hours too or long. so. Too, too long, long. About been widely, what's been going on in Weatherfield this week. we widely agreed that we
1: talk for
0: too long. We do. And um, you may have actually, this might be the... Um, second episode 421 that you've heard in the last few days because we released our bonus podcast early this week didn't we yeah this week we um did a a bonus episode about um coronation streets return to filming next week and um we we, we just decided to release it early because these things have a, um have a habit of what's getting the point, I out to of you, date
1: what's the point of sitting on it until the weekend when we've already recorded it anyway it doesn't make any sense you, you're too rigid I'm I'm much more I'd just turn up and do what you like and you're like no it has to be a planned and scheduled. schedule, we've
0: got a schedule here.
1: No, I don't agree with it.
0: It was difficult for me but I clicked that button. Wait, just like I hope you appreciated it, listeners.
1: Um that singer in the cartoon cat. Well huh? opposites attract. What was it Paul Abdul? I don't know. Well she had a cartoon cat boyfriend and they were opposites from each other, but they got on really well.
0: I maybe know what Is, you're talking about. Is this like old attract?
1: Um, she's not released much
0: recently. Okay, well, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, you might have also seen us or heard us um, at the weekend where we did our uh, Corrie magazine uh, live stream thing <laughs> on Instagram, which <laughs> is was quite fun. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. We spent an hour with our lounge floor covered in Corrie magazines Basically randomly like it flowing, flowing it. through them. We it's like, oh, look at this.
1: It's like when you go round a little kid's house and they want to impress you, that's what we were being like. We kept running over going, that look is at isn't this, it? look at this, look at what we've just found. And you guys were like, oh, that's really cool. And, oh, God, I wish I didn't come.
0: Yeah, but when, when we, it when that happened like, when we were children and I used to force everyone to have a look at my Monster in My Pocket collections, they didn't have the choice to just go just away and off. leave. <laughs> but our idea... Our um, viewers did tune in they did some of them even stuck with us
1: it's very nice yeah it's very good fun fun way to spend a sunday afternoon
0: it was indeed we'll have to do it again because we were just picking random things to look at that didn't we? we were gonna um... we didn't
1: look at like any great percentage of what we had there's no so much
0: there's there's more to come if you and want then it. somebody
1: else said something like oh did you know that there's another there was another magazine before this and i was like just like that's enough now <laughs> I can't cope with all <laughs> Well, if
0: you weren't able to join us live, we have put it on YouTube. So if you go along to our YouTube channel, it's going to be one of the top ones there. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Not
1: top one, latest one. It's not like the like, top one on YouTube.
0: No, <laughs> it's not quite beat. Uh, Justin Charlie Bieber, my is finger. that? A... <laughs> right,
1: let's talk about the Patreon competition. We're oh yes, still reminder. Running. To remind you, it closes on the 3rd of July, so you've got under a month to enter now. It's a year subscription to our Patreon at Rovers Return level, which means you get your name on the blog, you get previews, early interview access, monthly bonus episodes, and access to all the previous ones we've ever done. Show notes, a handwritten thank you card from both of us, even though Michael makes me write them and he just signs the bottom. Uh, Conversation stream. You've got nice mug after six, for things like that. We, six months, and we are keeping this open to new patrons only. No, nobody who's already in the Patreon thing. This is. For somebody this has been sponsored by a lovely anonymous donut for a new person to experience how great it is to be a patron
0: i think you sold that pretty well Thanks we have had you've had a handful of entries in so far as well yes so because thank you, you very can't much. just
1: Email us and let, say please. No, you have to answer your question. You got to work for this. What's the question, to... Michael?
0: Right, so last week's episode of Coronation Street, last Friday's episode, was 10,068. And we wanted you to tell us how many episodes of Corrie that means we've talked about in the street talks since the very, very beginning in episode one. Yeah, That's... of our
1: show, we started yes. on a particular date, and that date would correlate to a specific number of show. And uh, we want to know then, between that number and ten thousand sixty eight, how many episodes does that mean? We've talked about in Street Talk on this, this podcast. It's not that it's not as difficult as it sounds. It's just a bit complicated no, to work it out. It. And we've already got some you entries, get, so we gonna know. It. It's that possible. Definitely, there's going to be a winner because of what we were saying. I hope people enter this competition. Hopefully, we haven't made it too complicated.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely possible. Definitely enter because
1: yeah. um, you got a pretty good chance. Of winning at the moment, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got more than one person exactly. who entered, so it's not you know guaranteed win for that, no, that I know. first person. That's but like, you'd be do.
1: surprised how, how some competitions. you think, I think people get put off because they think, oh, well, I'll never win, so there's no point in trying? But this is
0: a great prize.
1: Don't be so fatalistic. You never get yeah, Gemma's autograph and everything. You never succeed if you don't try. Right, so yeah, you got you
0: it, got a month. Just don't don't say put it off, put it off, put it off, and then you might forget.
1: Yeah, just do it now. Do it now. <laughs> um, right, do you want to do a quiz?
0: Yes. Okay. I'd love to do a quiz.
1: I've got two quizzes for you. I know
0: you have got you have got that little quiz book that you fell out of one of the magazines. So
1: yeah, one of the Coronation Street magazines had inside of it Coronation Street 150 questions and answers. And did you give me great. some of these last week? I did week. ask you some of them during the the interviews. Uh, the was it during video, the Instagram thing? So I, um, I wonder if you remember. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you the ask same questions, you, I assume. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this every week until I run out of questions. Oh, my gosh. But I'm well, not going to ask you lots.
0: Yeah, don't time. ask
1: me because we've got... Don't, I know! <laughs> I'm in charge of the quiz, not you.
0: Sorry, quiz mistress. Right,
1: so, this is, this is my quiz and this stuff that happened between the 1st and the 5th of June, years ending in a 0 and a 5, and I sourced it from coronationstreet.fandom.com. 1st of June, 2010. Who does Tony Gordon take hostage in the factory?
0: Carla. Is and, that a final answer? And Haley. Oh, very good. Carla was in there first, I think, and, and oh, Hayley what, comes Oh, what, along. so
1: it doesn't count because she got there first?
0: Well... It's rude. He, he took her can't hostage and then setter. Carla and then Haley just, you know, hostaged herself.
1: Well, she's an idiot. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> you can't say that about dear Hayley. You
1: can't hostage yourself and expect sympathy, is what I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe she didn't get anyway. enough sympathy and that's why she had a pancreatic cancer to really lay it on thick.
1: Yeah. Feel
0: sorry for me, everybody.
1: Well, it worked on some people, didn't it? First of June, Not 2015. You, he's no, cow. I'm in a bad mood. Um, first of June, 2015. What does Michael find out about his his real son, Gavin?
0: Um, <laughs> of uh, the, he finds out so many things. Uh, I'm going to say this must have been when he um, died. Yeah, he's in the dead. Car crash That's when he, he Finds her. out he's dead. Yeah. Bummer. Um, second of June,
1: 1965. The shopkeeper of the corner shop leaves for Canada. What was her name? When was this?
0: 1975. 1965. 19. 19- 1965. Oh, um, thingy, Florrie Lindley.
1: Florrie Lindley. Original and best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I would quite agree with that. I quite like I her. agree with half of that statement.
1: Um, she's because she's Although, a very the person interesting that was there before, face. sorry. I liked her face.
0: Elsie, what's She it?
1: looked like, she reminds me of, like, um, if you were to draw a mouse as a human. That's what I think You it. Yeah, she's got a nice sweet little face.
0: A little grey mouse because we only saw her in black and white
1: don't see many grey mice.
0: No, mostly brown.
1: Mostly brown or bit or covered in red.
0: They? <laughs> when they come into our right. house.
1: 2nd of June, 1995. How does Samir Rashid die?
0: He um, gets beaten up by um, thugs underneath the bridge.
1: Well, I've got youth, but I will also accept thugs because they're synonymous. <laughs> um, 3rd of June, 2005. Claire Peacock quits a job after an accident. But what was the job?
0: The job was bus driver.
1: That's right. Bus driver. Yeah. Women can do anything. Fourth <laughs> of June two thousand. Alison Webster goes into labour on the same day as which Cory baby is born.
0: Oh, I thought you kidnapped. What was the date?
1: Fourth um,
0: of June two thousand. Ah, um, Bethany. Yeah. I'm on a roll this week.
1: Oh all right. Fifth of June two thousand. Alison Webster gives birth to a baby who dies due to an infection. What was the name? Baby's name.
0: Ah, ah, ah.
1: Sorry, if this clinking. I'm just hungry. It's
0: around. something like um. Was it was it Jake? It was Jake. Yeah, I thought so because I thought that Kevin was really unoriginal. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't. No, christen Jack Jack, did Jack, Jack did too. Jack, Jack. Yes, he's got an alive Jack and a dead Jake, which he who he sometimes remembers.
1: I think with Kevin. I mean, bless him, I feel like he's got a limited mental capacity. So perhaps just rearranging the letters slightly and <laughs> adding a new one in was about as much as he could handle.
0: Well, I don't know whether to blame Kevin for this or the people at Coronation Street that come up with the names because they've got a Jake now, haven't they? Gary and Izzy's baby was called Jake. Then I know. There's, there's something about those four letter names you get him with Jake. That
1: keep getting recycled. Mm. 5th of June, this is the final question. 2015, the funeral of which character? Deidre, fifth of June two thousand
0: and fifteen. No, what wasn't it?
1: It was Carl, Cal Nazir.
0: Oh no! Of course. You, you got. Oh, I was eight, just so eight, excited, I and I thought that we'd be able to wow. get a full house. That was the most. That we've just been talking about that. Tenses. Oh, quiz think. we've ever done on the show. <sighs> I'm gutted.
1: Did well, Deirdre you should die?
0: be gutted. You're never
1: gonna. You're never gonna get full marks at this.
0: Our De- Deidre's has already happened.
1: Are you ready? Or
0: is it going to happen soon
1: for round one of oh. the official Coronation Street magazine quiz?
0: Yeah. Okay. How many are you going to give me?
1: Ten.
0: No, you're not.
1: I am. Okay. 150. <laughs> okay. To keep us going. So this was from 1995, so nothing recent will ever be asked of you. Yeah, I know. Okay. Going to be... So, who was Gail Platt's firstborn child? Nick. Which brewery beer is sold at The Rover's Return? I didn't read those. Who was the first landlady of The Rover's Return?
0: In the show, or in the show's canon.
1: In the show.
0: <laughs> Annie Walker.
1: What was the name of Ivy Brennan's only son? Brian. How many times was Elsie Tanner married? Three. Um, who was Tracy Barlow's real father?
0: Ray Langton.
1: What was the name of Martin Platt's son? David. What was the name of the What was the name of Emily Bishop's lay preacher husband? Ernest. When was what was Bette Gilroy's maiden name Lynch? How many times has Mavis Wilton been married?
0: Oh, in nineteen
1: ninety-five. Uh, You've got them all right. Well, you need. need is one this more. a
0: trick question? Once.
1: Why would it be? I don't understand. What What are you confused for?
0: Oh, because is it once? Yeah, yeah. I thought He's I got just got thought 10 that out was of ten. It's like usually when you say how many times has somebody got married, the answer is hazard. Is it ten or is it eleven? But yeah, just just once. She did have another wedding, of course. But that she jilted Derek. It well, was all that... right because he jilted her. When was that? You put your papers away, Jem, right, If you haven't told me, which Carrie Nation Street people have got birthdays this week?
1: When was that jilted wedding?
0: Oh no, that was that was ages ago. that was in there.
1: Was it before or after? That was before. Nineteen. Okay. Well, then it was a trick question, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And she's had two weddings. Why are you confused and saying it wasn't a trick question? Yeah, she's had two and weddings, but mark.
0: one, one. Marriage. I'm
1: deducting a marks. No, I
0: got full marks.
1: Birthdays: sixth of June, Christian Jamil, Robert Preston II, Philip McGinley, Tom Kerrigan. Seventh of June, double birthday, and it's not even twins. Sam Aston plays Chesney Brown, and Tisha Murray plays Steph Britton, both born on the same day in the same year.
0: Oh, were they? They're the same.
1: Yeah, double birthday. No, I
0: don't know whether I don't remember that. Obviously, you would have said it last year, but
1: well. I got very excited. I Ends wrote a double trivia.
0: Keep in mind. Capital
1: away. letters. 8th of June, Richard Fleishman, who played Craig Harris, and Kasim Akhtar, who played Zidane N- Nazir. <laughs> got my tongue twisted over that. 10th of June, Bill Wallington who played Percy Sugden, and Ryan Thomas, who played Jason Grimshaw.
0: Oh, speaking of Bill Waddington, um,. Who is it? Darren Little's been <laughs> on the Twitter this week, hasn't yeah. he? Saying about how he's to come and forget his lines. Oh, <laughs> he's to uh, walk into the Rovers and have to walk back out again and then retake the scene again. But, yeah, do have a look at his uh, his twi- tweets. He's put a few behind the scenes Corrie secrets, hasn't he, this he's week? Burning
1: his bridges. 11th <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: of the June Jackson and Maddock Maddox Besick, who were the first set of twins to betray Jack. Webster, and that is the birthdays for the week.
0: Happy birthday, everybody! Good job, Gemma.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You ready to talk about this week's Corrie?
1: I've got nothing else to do.
0: Let's do it. Welcome to the Street Talk section of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And this week, we have got seven stories, eight stories. I don't know, there's like three stories and a load of little bitty things that kind of happened. We're going to start off with the Jeff and Yasmeen storyline, and I've shamelessly ripped. The Storyline title for this chapter of it from the Corrie synopsis because they wrote down for this it, is Mun- from
1: the PR department at
0: ITV, indeed. They they oh, called sorry. the Monday or Wednesday episode, they said, um, escort out, and I like that, so I'm having it. Thank you, well done, whoever did that. Do you get it, Gemma? Do you get it? Escort out, escort yeah. out, and
1: when he goes for a date, it's escort go,
0: yeah. And I'm not, and, and he goes in his escort because. It was, was. it like three it times three, we heard that joke had, over the two another episodes?
1: Joke as well, that they kept saying, or another thing they kept saying.
0: Yeah, they did, didn't they? There were f- like three times. Oh no, it was about um, Ash's PE kit bailing out Greece. We heard yeah. that two or three times. That that writer was really really. Proud it It's okay. Those jokes.
1: It's okay to make the joke that people repeat the joke, sometimes, but but not twice <laughs> in a week. I mean, three times in a week for two different jokes when there's only three episodes a week.
0: I know. Um, we've got, oh, the a storyline. I'm on fire with storyline titles for this and that, Gemma. mid codcast last week, we came up with the show must go on. We could also call it, let's get this show on the road to recovery. How sweet. Or, the shown Stranger. Anyone want to go with any um, of those as our official storyline title for just, Shona's return? I turn? think,
1: I think the show must go on is, um, fine, fine. is neat, isn't
0: it? Um, Asher Flashes, or should that be Oak Hell? Oh my god. <laughs> And then we've got all the other ones, we've got the Gary and the Kelly, we've Sometimes got the Ollie Wobbles, we've got the Winter Blues. When
1: these storyline titles, I, I just have this image of us in the future sitting in like an arbitration room, trying to explain why this is funny and not really insensitive to somebody who's trying to sue us.
0: I thought you were going to say like when we're old and wrinkly and we're in the old folk zone together and all we've got is, you know, got our, our armchairs next to each other and I keep coming up with funny puns.
1: Um, Keep keep coming up with funny puns. Yeah. Like to see you try to do what?
0: What? Pair by the grace of Grace. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) You know. You know. What are you talking about? That's Michael. He's only a dad. When Grace lets him. Pair by the grace of
1: Grace. Grace. Grace.
0: Not my finest moment.
1: Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks for sharing.
0: Gemma, what's been going on?
1: Teacher and show what and What has been tell. going
0: on, Gemma, at number six ah, this week?
1: Show and tell. Ah, oh my ah. gosh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> right. So which storyline's this?
0: You're doing the escort programme. Where we were last left with Ryan and Alia Arguing through the window oh, with Jeff because they they're not let him letting in the house. him
1: in the house. And then on Monday, the police arrive and they have sent their finest officer. <laughs> it is Officer Craig, and I have <laughs> I put on uh, the Facebook group. I was like, "Isn't it great to see?"
0: He was. Coulson he was being, being
1: a proper copper, and everyone was like, "Yeah." Oh, I think we all love him, don't we? Is, I
0: still don't know whether I completely buy it, but I it is, think, he is new. I Batum. think
1: I think he's going to skate by. Um, in much the same way I have always done on my good looks, on on the fact that people just feel, think he's sweet, rather than actually being competent at being a police officer.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he's grilling you in the uh, in the interview room, you just you just you spill your guts, aren't you? Want us, him, isn't you? you? Like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I did it. I
1: know you're trying really hard I stole, to interrogate me. I robbed
0: the bank. You got me. And it's not You'd be really my friend working, If I tell you, however. But-
1: but I don't want you to go home sad. The funniest bit, though,
0: and to be honest, I think it was my funny highlight of the week was when he forgot Ryan's surname because his yes. his way to be a proper policeman is by calling all of his neighbours by their, by ser- their surname, Mister Metcalf, yeah, Mister. Um, so on, yeah, with Ryan, Mister. Ryan's like, Reverend Saint Craig, we live together, and you've even handed me my post.
1: Yeah, bless him. We must have gone process of elimination, detective work here it's nobody I know so it must be Ryan's
0: I would be like he's he's Michelle's son <laughs> and everybody knows Michelle Connor they literally they were taking pretty over the couples uh, yeah, at, um, at one there point there are so in many Connors
1: all over the place that pretty much if you don't know what someone's surname is on Cronaster Street just say so and so Connor and you might be right yeah
0: exactly you're more <laughs> likely to be right than any other name
1: um, I think the only thing that was missing from this was a talking stick and I, I'm sure they have um, given Craig a baton to use to beat people into submissions. So yeah, he probably whips out his ass, doesn't, doesn't he? he? Just use his baton. His telescopic.
0: Baton. <laughs> you're talking. <laughs> right, I, I they- don't know how to pass it to you, Ryan, because you're the other side of the window. So <laughs> smash. <laughs> oh, he can get in now, Jeff. Stop I mean, that problem.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a gentle place, the UK. that that's what they use.
0: There. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true.
1: Anyway, so. Craig's there, trying to calm everything down. They go inside.
0: He was pathetic. So I was with, at the the end of that first scene was he was trying to calm things down. They carried on arguing, and he like turns to the camera and's like, blimey. "Oh, blimey!" <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> this is my hardest case yet.
1: I'll crack it if I. Um, if if it's the last thing I do, Officer Craig, on the case. So they go inside, and Craig's like, "Alia, you, you can't really do this, can you?" Um. Ain't your house, It's love. shared property with with Jeff, so she she leaves, but she's well, not she giving even up. She Share
0: it? Yes, it was her family no, with, house. Yeah, well, when she was, you know what no. I meant.
1: She's sharing it with it's all it's um Yasmin and and Jeff. That's yes. what I meant. So Jeff's like, you go as well, Tim. <sighs> poor, poor Tim! I tell you what, he's fallen out of everyone's good books, hasn't he? I'm just gonna say, "Told you so." i saying, saying it all the time. Ever since he told Sally it was basically her fault that she got fleeced by that guy, and and that she shouldn't be the mayor because people were being mean to her. I think he's been showing his true colours all along. Where have it's you funny because I, I was
0: just telling you before we started recording, I'm finding Tim so much more tolerable at the that. moment. I don't want to, you know, scream or tear my hair say, out whenever he comes on the... he because all the he's things not, that
1: he's done, this is the most understandable bit.
0: Is, yeah, like, he, yeah, exactly. He's defending his dad and he doesn't know. You would, wouldn't you? And his dad's spinning a pretty convincing yarn here. Well, that's
1: all that Jess got, isn't it? Yeah. Yarn.
0: So I... I, I I don't blame basil. Tim I, for for this, and, and actually because he's he's not just there to you know make Sally look bad, which seemed to be a, quite a phase that he was going through. I I bear I bear him no ill will. It was
1: Stuart Blackburn that, that brought Sally and Tim together. Oh, I think possibly. it was, and they were really good. That was the golden era of Sally and Tim, and then I think
0: um, yeah they lost their way during the Kaito's era
1: because there's too much drama in the relationship, and now really there's nothing left of tim and sally as a fun couple i'm afraid to say and I, i've always said this about tim i'd be happy for them to put him back on the track where i would like him again i don't hold grudges against characters and generally i don't know that's probably a lie but i try not to especially <laughs> well,
0: like, people that i used to me lie, so like doing real life so i don't know why really. <laughs>
1: I'm still on your list, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I've got one on my phone of people I hate. She does.
0: She actually does. (laughs) No,
1: he do not Shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's on your computer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's password protected. Right. Anyway, so, um, Jeff. Yeah, Tim leaves, and then immediately Jeff goes and gets this camera, and this was probably the moment around the country where people Mm -hmm. that were giving Coronation Street the benefit of the doubt got up and sort of robotically walked to the nearest wall and started to bang their heads against it because all the way through we were kept saying, nobody's found this camera yet. Yasmin's been, like, dusting. Ali has been in there, like, twice, two separate occasions, sort of living there for more than a day at a time. Mm, It must
0: be really well camouflaged and very small. It must be
1: microscopic or hidden inside something that nobody can see. No, it literally looks like a camera lens. And that was all it really was like a giant camera lens. It's a big old so they cylinder really need wasn't it? Such a giant lens on a security camera. And then and it was just hidden inside the CD rack.
0: It was very obvious.
1: And I I tell you what I blame I blamed um streaming music for this. Spot- this is Spotify's
0: fault. wouldn't oh, yeah. people still well, use CDs... They they wouldn't wouldn't have those gap- well, he wouldn't have had the gaps in the <laughs> CD rack to begin with, would he?
1: Yeah, so, so let blame Spotify for this. Anyway, so he's got this bloody great giant camera and he goes and <laughs> I think we exaggerate of it. somewhat, it's, but it's the size it of wasn't your tiny. Your hand.
0: Well, it's got massive batteries inside because somehow it's been able to last all this time filming... Without and got, running and it's out, it's got
1: really good memory. Where do I get this from? I'm, I'm looking for a new camera. At I don't the think it's
0: got any memory. I think the memory it just streams it to the computer so somehow. So it's got some kind of. So why why he threw away the camera or not the computer? I don't
1: look just not just not savvy. He just relies on everyone else being stupid. Yeah. So he goes to the laptop. He starts looking and looking at these files and deleting them, which is incredibly incriminating because if you've got a, a batch of files and you've been recording every day, seemingly every minute of every day and then miraculously a big section is missing it's going to look a bit suspicious well
0: he said oh it was on the blink well look i don't think he deleted anything other than that particular no he just del- deleted a,
1: a, a section although he might have done had he had more it, chance put it into the it's probably just in his recycling bin or on his um on his pc do you remember when they first introduced the recycling bin and it's like ooh how pc recycling Maybe we'll do that one day.
0: How PC? Is that a joke? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So anyway, Tim walks in during the middle of this and immediately realises what's going on. Jeff, there's really no hiding it now. It's on the table. It looks like a camera. It doesn't actually look like a camera. It looks like a lens.
0: It, oh, I've never it seen looked,
1: anything well, it so could have, weird in all my life.
0: He he could have yeah he didn't have to say it's camera. It looked it could have been a bit like a you know Bluetooth speaker or something like that. Couldn't I? It? Don't know
1: if it looked like a speaker. It just looked like a camera lens. He could have said, "I've or got a little tin a cam- of
0: mints or something."
1: It's a tin of mints. I'm gonna make some bolognese. <laughs> <That's a mince. laughs> Shut up. So he yeah he says this is this is camera. But um, it's for security. But it's gone on the blink, and it didn't record anything. And he starts crying and saying he really insinuating that he needed this camera to protect himself from Yasmin. Um, and he said, "Oh, I should have, should have, um, should have told. I should have told the police. Now it's too late because there's nothing on here." And I think then he makes Tim promise not to tell anybody, which is very suspicious, but like, Yeah, he he
0: doesn't want to he doesn't want um the whole world to know he's a sad pathetic loser who, who had to record who his ha- own house. Yeah, exactly. So he's
1: like, Don't tell anyone Tim Tim's Okay, like, Dad! Yeah, okay, that sounds good to me, Dad. Um Tim says, Jeff, you're so pathetic. I mean Dad, you're so pathetic, you should come and live with me and and Sally. And then um I don't think Sally wants to ha- that to happen,
0: no, not particularly. Well, she she suggests that he and Tim go away for a bit before the trial. Why
1: don't you go to Scotland? Which to a seems like a,
0: a very kind of usual Coronation Street thing to do, doesn't it?
1: And he's like, so the actors
0: can have a bit of a you know, prepare their yeah. en- charge their engines.
1: But Tim, Tim, so stupid, doesn't even realise that he should do that. He's like, why would I go away? And Sally's like, because you're on a TV show and that's what we do. He's like, no, have got some heavy lifting scenes coming up, me. Tim. Just saying. So, so um, he Jeff goes and takes the bins out and shoves his camera right on the
0: top. Yeah, which is the classic place to put all of your stuff on a soap, isn't it? it? Didn't if find you've a got incriminating test. evidence, yeah, exactly. Stick it in the top of the bin. I know, I was one. To, I mean, did you think that the camera would get found? It's just... No,
1: once things go in the bin, unless there are pregnancy tests, I don't think they get found
0: or a note no if evidence goes in the bin that somebody's trying yeah, to hide the it gets going found so no law. but it didn't get found did it so you're
1: talking out your ass.
0: well I have to say this storyline isn't necessarily going the obvious expected cliche way because we were saying before like well we all know how this is going to end they're going to find the camera and it's going to show that he's a wrong one and that's the end of that well, that doesn't seem to have happened. There seems to be a lot more layers than that. Also, there was an article, I don't remember whether it was on the Metro or the Digital spy that I was looking at earlier that said, um, usually in these stories in soaps, all of the neighbours will turn against the innocent party, yeah, which hasn't really happened in this. They're, no, they're not sure. Everyone seems to be like,
1: hmm, Yasmeen, why would she have done such a thing? I don't know if I can trust Jeff. Yeah, so I do like how change. this is
0: not you know, going down the obvious, it's most obvious path. It's not going down
1: the Soap 101 route. No. Someone say Jeff watches the bin men come and take away the evidence and oh, they'll be kicking themselves and they realise they've, they've left a giant camera in there. Do you
0: like Yasmeen's flowery bin?
1: Was that her bin, was it? Yeah.
0: I think it was.
1: I think it's a bit controversial to say this, but I have never understood people that decide to decorate their bins.
0: <laughs> What's it called? Is it if you if you're jazzle up your bin? <laughs> the it... jazzle. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Yazzing it up. <laughs> so Imran goes to see Yasmeen. Um he's got to go and see her today and Alia's talking to him about Jeff saying that she is an alcoholic and he has gone through the the joint accounts and he's found this uh, bill from the byron bar we the, have the byron bar did you five say five times this is another thing <laughs> that got repeated over and over again like we were sort of all decrepit and lost our memories the byron bar is not to be confused with the byron bar because they're two completely different people who also happen to be poets
0: i i yeah i'm a bit of a philistine so i did need that one explaining to me a few times i have to say but i did look up uh, byron on the internet afterwards
1: yeah? And what is your verdict?
0: He's a Manchester poet. Yeah. In black and white times.
1: What does that mean? In <laughs> black and white times? Yeah, there's like
0: an old. Is old he a photo? No. A
1: photo. So he was a.
0: He had like a. To make himself slam really. I know. I Imagine
1: how annoying it would be though to be a poet who's so good at your job that you're famous but to always be confused with someone else who's just incredibly famous compared to you and your name is just a variation that sounds like a spelling mistake.
0: What, you mean like Coronation Street and Conversation Street? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. Um, so he um, he goes and asks Yasmin about this and she doesn't even know where this place is. She's very quiet. She doesn't want to drop Jeff in it. But Imran knows there's something that she's not telling him and, and wants to know if there's anything that they can use in her defence. And he's kind of like trying to push her into to sort of saying, "Was he bullying you, controlling you do you, um what was he doing at the hotel And she's like, "Cool, do you really want to know? Is that right? Yeah, I don't know who was saying that sentence so at the Metcalf, um Tim spends a lot of time arguing with Sally about how people are reacting and whether Jeff's in an innocent party, and he's calling like alia deranged and um." And, she, and, and pointing out that they have to be a united front, and if she's a part of this family, she has to be loyal to Jeff, because Yasmin is now no, no longer part of the family, seeing as what she glassed the patriarch oh, yeah. in the in the throat. Um, Imran then tells Alia about what he'd learned from Yasmin, which, which is, is that there are that there were escorts, and that it was some kind of dating thing for his work, which is what. Yas- what well, Yasmin had been told by Jeff, but then he he told her that's not what happened later. But she's sticking to that as the party line, mm. basically, that he was still yeah, researching the... this dating thing. Yeah. Ali's like, that's a load of rubbish. And he also says, more importantly than that, Yasmin is going to plead guilty to, I guess it's going to be attempted murder.
0: Yeah.
1: Sally then sees Ali in the pub by herself, enjoying a delicious glass of orange juice. There's something about the orange juice in in the Rovers. It's just it's the only soft drink that they sell there. Better than anywhere else. Mm. Well, didn't Billy have a lime and soda today? He did, actually, didn't with he?
0: With lots yes. of
1: ice. Mm. Um, so she she says, how is Yasmin doing? And Alia's like... Nah, 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 nah. And so Sally has to sort of calm her down. And um, Alia starts talking about coercive control and all this stuff and making Sally giving Sally pause to think that perhaps Yasmin. There was more though she she'd been pushed into what happened and it wasn't just because she was an alcoholic who wasn't allowed another drink.
0: Yeah, I mean by this point the, Sally was already had her suspicions about Jeff, doesn't it? And oh, yeah. just Sally's the one confirmed. that's yeah. Well, not confirms them, but it, you know, it's swaying her Yeah to to the to the light side.
1: Yeah. Um she says you know, it's weird that <laughs> like, yes, me, didn't seem to know that she was supposed to be paying for this wedding and Ali's like, You don't even know the half of it actually um jeff goes to the pub and alia and sally are still talking and when he walks in like you said earlier it's not like the typical soap thing where everyone's trying to buy him a pint and saying how how hard done by he's been everyone is giving him the side eye
0: he's making eileen's antenna twitch
1: yeah yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> when you th- when she said that what kind of um insect did you imagine she envisioned herself to be
0: I, I I don't because know. So I just
1: had this really vivid image of her as a big ant.
0: I kind of imagined it was just a you know TV aerial on your head.
1: Did you?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds quite good to me. Even you can watch it wherever you go.
1: Yeah, but you'd have to sort of push it down when you went through tunnels. <laughs> um. Anyway, so you can imagine
0: having TV carried broadcast directly into your head through your antenna.
1: I'm sure that will be for the 75th anniversary. Um. It, it, so. Everyone in there, like Carla, Brian, Kathy, Eileen, they're all a bit suspicious. And he sees Alia and Sally talking. So he goes and confronts Sally. And she says, oh, we weren't talking about it very much at all. And Jeff says that Eileen's was going to say anything to make Yasmin seem innocent because she's that's her gran. So she sort of zooms off and Jeff goes as well because he realises that nobody's really interested in seeing him You We don't like around. your
0: sort round here. Well done. Says Carla.
1: <laughs> at home... Sally tells Tim about the fact that Alia told her that Jeff had been seeing an escort. And he thinks that's stupid. There's no way his dad's ever done anything like that. And he says, Daddy, what do you think of this? And Jeff's like... Ewere. And so we have a break. And then on Friday... Oh, yeah,
0: that was the, uh, that was the Wednesday. That was a great cliffhanger. That was a cliffhanger
1: because it's like, how is he going to get out of this one? So he just admits it on Friday. He says, yeah, I did. I went to go see two escorts. But I was driven to it. It's all my wife's fault. She withdrew all physical contact from him. And I was lonely and desperate. And that's what we were arguing during that night. And so like, hmm, really? That's what you were arguing about? Because you told the police that you were arguing about drinking. So which one was it? And just like, it was both, actually. And I didn't mention it at the time because I don't want my name dragged through the mud. And I don't want everyone to know about, about it. Um, which is fair enough. I mean, it is pretty gross. And then he goes and sulks in the garden while Tim and Sally have an argument, have a discussion. And she's like, Tim, don't you think... And listen, Tim, when your wife says something like this, you just agree. Tim, don't you think it's gross to go off and see an escort and 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 to go to a, to a prostitute for sex when you're married? And Tim's like, well, you know, when your wife is a frigid cow, I guess you have to <laughs> get it where you can. As though, like, a man can't live without having sex with something. as long It doesn't have to be... Like, it could be anything. It could be just a bunch of um, blankets piled together in the corner from the way Jeff was talking about how desperate he is. I I liked
0: how Tim inadvertently gave away maybe his um, internet viewing habits. When Sally was like, you would go on the internet, would you? And he's like, what for?
1: (laughs) 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 You dirty bugger. And he's horrible, disgusting. (laughs) So, yeah, so I don't think Tim... Tim's like, yeah, oh, it's terrible, but I don't think he looks very convinced. It seems to me like... Don't you think Jeff's the kind of guy you like when his son turns of age, he goes, oh, let's go down the local prozzy uh, road nah. and get yourself a woman. You're a man now, son. Yeah, he goes, 50 quid. Go see what you can get for it. <laughs> yeah. STI and a good time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not prostitute, it's sex worker. And you shouldn't shame the women.
0: I know, I've seen Afterlife.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. It's a very good programme. Mm. Um, <laughs> so she... Jeff goes... He has to go and tell the police about this now. It's kind of come out. So he goes to DS Abney, and he tells AKA, her...
0: AKA...
1: Um, DS Fringe McBangs. And you. she's like, Ugh, I like a good McBang with, as for the rest of them, but I don't think you should do it when you're married. You can have a
0: McBang now. They opened the drive throughs just yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> we went to KFC, though. It was yeah, great. There like, was no queue at all, all there. Everyone's at McDonald's. Well, Everyone's
1: at McDonald's. Let's go to KFC. Mm. Oh, that was so nice. Anyway, um... He's seen an escort and uh, it's not the first time, basically. Uh, And it makes me wonder whether he's going to use this excuse. Like, as soon as women find out he's been off shagging somewhere else, they get psychotic and try to kill him. So it's not his fault he's got a string of failed relationships and domestic abuse. The
0: poor chap's probably got a sex addiction.
1: Well, ask David Duchovny about that. Don't Uh, you remember that scandal when we were...
0: No, because I didn't watch Friends. I didn't really pay attention to that. Friends? Oh, no, the X-Files. That's David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know it's celebrities. A job that we
1: don't know celebrities. And you're like, we're at a friends reunion. And you're like giving David Schwimmer At least I didn't. G- stay, stay away from my wife, Schwimmer.
0: At least it wasn't David Nielsen.
1: <laughs> They're all the same, these dirty
0: Davids.
1: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so he says, yes, I've, I know I've done it before in the past. And she says, well, CPS is going to need to know. Um, we might use this as mitigating circumstances to explain... Um, I don't know. She's basically saying they can they can use this or we could use this. Yeah, because they're... it explains her motives, but it's also mitigating factors for explaining why she did it mm. to sympathize. People will sympathize with her, perhaps. Yeah. So Alia then finds out from Sally that she's told bloody Jeff, and she is absolutely livid at her. Going, look, you just told you just told him what our strategy is, and giving him giving him a motive giving. Yeah. Why did you do that, you stupid cow?
0: I don't blame Sally for doing that. I don't that. blame
1: Sally, but I would Especially when curious. she's not
0: definitely on Yasmeen's uh, side at the moment. should have you kept would her mouth shut
1: it. like she got told to. She goes and tells Imran <laughs> that she's t- done this, and Imran just kind of... You know, he wants to kind of screw her head off and then throw it out the window, but he doesn't. He just says, Ah, oh, why did you do this? Um, She... She she's saying you've got to get Yasmin to open up and he's like, I've tried. Um so the pl- the plan is that they have to get her to to plead not guilty, because at the moment she's like we said earlier, she's gonna plead guilty, so there's not even gonna be a trial. But if she pleads not guilty, there will be one and she'll have a chance to defend herself. So Ali decides to go to prison to speak to Yasmin to try to convince her that this is the best strategy, and she fails completely. Um, she finds out that, about the chlamydia and Alia gets really upset about this. But Yasmin, no matter what, is still convinced and determined not to mention the escorts in, in court. And she said, I'd rather be in here than have that come out in court. And is trying to plead with her and says, this is the last chance you've got to, to sort of save yourself. But don't think Yasmin... I think Yasmin is still blaming herself, trying to protect Jeff. Trying to hide her shame.
0: Yeah, there's a lot like of shame involved, yeah. isn't there?
1: She feels like she's failed. Mm.
0: Um, How's she going to play, Gemma? But
1: the thing is, though, we've seen Jeff dragging Yasmin up the stairs to go and have his wicked way with her. So we know all this stuff about her not putting out or not, you know, mm. isn't true because he was treating her like some kind of sex slave.
0: Yeah.
1: He's so disgusting.
0: mm yeah. Do you think though, is she going to plead guilty? Or she's going to plead not guilty at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, the the way she's acting, it wouldn't surprise me if she said guilty. And and it almost seems like I'm I'm feeling a little. I'm still feeling a little bit tired of her not just yeah a- shutting down and not
1: talking. Yeah. About it's like, like come on, Yasmin. We know you've been treated badly. I'm not out.
0: victim blaming or her anything here. But yeah, I, I want her to have right back. Yeah, I want her to have a a Shelley jumps dumps Chelly at the altar moment in court where she, she says, no, you're right, he, he has been, he's been controlling me all along and, and Ali is there going, yeah, I think yeah, I, Honestly, right.
1: Honestly, I, I kind of can imagine it in my mind and in my mind, you've got a kind of like um like a pat feeling kind of bit where Jeff's there staring at her, giving her evil looks and she's in the dock and Ali is crying in the gallery and then the the judge says, "How do you plead?" And she and she looks at them both, like one and the other. And then Jeff kind of gives her an evil look or something. He does something horrible, and then she says, "Not guilty." Like um, like in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I I'd really like there to be some kind of joyous realization. That that's what I've been living yeah, for all the way through this story. That's only I know the beginning. Like, yeah, he did do it, and then just like oh. Well, I'll let you off then. You can go on. Right, right. Stride down the steps outside where the feel court. And then they caught. sort of
1: ring the bells like it's a like <laughs> yeah. it's a wedding, and the judge is going, "We don't even have bells in the Confetti greenhouse. comes it's down happening.
0: from the ceiling. <laughs> it, it'd be along <laughs> those really
1: lines,
0: She just wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Um I, I really, really hope so. All the way through this story, as bleak as it's got, that's what I've been. We need sitting a through it for—I'm not saying sitting through it that I've not enjoyed it. I've—I've I've, I've been living for this triumph. I've been able to put up with all this, all this horrible uh, ickiness that Jeff's been putting Yasmin through because I know that Yasmin will triumph, and I really hope that next week is—is is when she does. But I don't—but I don't, I, don't I don't know whether exactly it was. Quickly. I, I really know that's the thing. It—it do, it doesn't out. feel like the story's at an end.
1: No, but... because it because it's not going to end with her saying I oh, didn't do it, is it? That's just the start. Like I just said, it's gonna it's gonna then turn into. Well, we'll see you in six months then for the court case. Yeah. And then what? What evidence is there going to be? Well. Because also the other thing is, we're not going to have a trial to establish whether Jeff was um, coercively controlling Yasmin. We're having a court case as to whether Yasmin stabbed him in the neck with a with a bottle, and she said she did it. We he he clearly got stabbed by the neck in the neck with somebody, and her fingerprints are all over the place. And he said she did it as well. Well, it's I mean really, the fact I, I mean the fact that
0: he's changing his story a bit about what they're arguing about. The, the well, oh no, because thing...
1: he's got plausible deniability. I know, no but no man's going to say. He, he's starting uh, to, to slip up. Having an argument up. about me going to see a posy and giving her a chlamydia.
0: He's starting to slip up, and I think he realised that when he was standing out in the garden yeah. in today's episode. He's feeling the, sorry for himself. Yeah, and the the other thing was when Tim was standing over him with the camera, and um, he's he and, and Jeff said or oh, Yasmin and I needed it to be to feel safe or whatever, and Tim's like, oh, so Yasmin knew about this camera, did did she? And he had that to go along with that, but.
1: Well, he did. The thing is, he did tell her that there were cameras
0: in the house. Yeah, but he didn't know about that one.
1: Yeah, she didn't know about and, that one. But she and didn't and, know and that, that there was another cameras. thing
0: that he said to Tim: don't don't tell people about this camera. Yeah, I and I wonder whether Tim's gonna accidentally out. or yeah, accidentally Roop. drop his dad in it by saying, yeah, "But what about the camera, Dad?" Because he'll think that that camera proves that Yasmin has been being a, being a counter Jeff all this time. It that'd be that'd be real kind of poetic justice if he's. Um, if he's foisted by his own petard you, of a son. Why are
1: you using this sentence again when you said last time you didn't know? I
0: started. I started did you saying yeah, it. Did you? I think I. Yeah, I think I. Oh, I think that, that are you makes sense. Go with it? I'm gonna go with that. Um, yeah, what, that would thing, that would be great.
1: Thing about coercive control is like as we found out recently, it's a criminal offence in the UK, in England and in Scotland. Um, but you have to. The thing is, you have to collect documentation over a prolonged period of time that proves what happened like financial and and um i don't it seems very difficult to be able to i don't know how often it's been taken to court and how successfully it gets prosecuted but um
0: i mean they've got all the they've got she, all the banking she details yeah, haven't she they?
1: hasn't she has she didn't know it was happening to her how can it's all it's really nice it's really good that they have actually made this a criminal offence because i can imagine that it isn't in some countries it's just like how oh that's how a husband treats his wife or whatever vice versa um but you have to know that it's being done to you to be able to document it and lots of women and men don't realize that this is what's happening to them they just think they're in a, a relationship that's not that brilliant you know mm. what I mean? That That's part of the the thing. Yasmeen only really recently realised that her marriage was in trouble. Well, she just thought she was the one with the problem.
0: Jeff's kind of been documenting it for himself with all this video footage. Well, he's
1: deleted some of it. He's and de- who, knows all, who else he's deleted. It, I mean, if all he deleted he to that, have deleted he must was... have deleted the, the video that he filmed of her where he was abusing her and holding a in I, her face i, I think that if that's he's still smart gonna smart come back to delete up again that, then, yeah i know but logically speaking if he's smart enough to delete that he's smart enough to delete delete everything
0: but he we all we saw him do is was delete like uh, you know there's five or six entries in in his video log on his computer on the week running up to the stab and he maybe would have done more but we don't know because tim came around although to be honest he he could have deleted more after tim left couldn't he we didn't we didn't get well, to like see I said, that we don't he's know he's not
1: on trial for mm. coercive control and i don't think the viewing public would really want to watch this turn into another a different court case about something different i think we need a bit a bit more of a smooth s- smooth path wherever we're going with this it can't get too complicated and messy because people will get sick and tired of it
0: Mm. do you do you think going back to the videos again that they are actually deleted or are they are they in a recycle bin somewhere are they on the cloud somewhere are they
1: yeah this is what happened to Dennis Rader the BTK killer he um he didn't kill anyone like he went through this thing and he was he was murdering women in um Then he stopped for ages and ages and ages, but he couldn't. He like he absolutely fell in love with how cool he was about being a serial killer, and he started writing to the police. and He's like, "If I send you, um, if I send you a disc, can you find out who sent it to you?" And they're like, "No, we'd have no way of knowing." So he sent them like a floppy disc, and on this floppy disc it had like written by Dennis of so and so church, and they just looked up who's the Dennis at the church called that. And they found it straight away. <laughs> so he wouldn't. This wouldn't be the first time a criminal has dropped themselves in it through um, computer illiteracy.
0: I mean, he Jeff didn't even really try that hard on his computer to hide the fact that he was videoing them. No, it's when on the when he it was literally it was on. There was what five icons on the desktop. He had one his, of them he was had...
1: like it's like desktop recycling bin picture <laughs> picture file, and then it's like shortcut to um escorts for you and then spy camera
0: yeah and and uh, and it doesn't really make sense because yasmine has been on that computer hasn't she she found jess's password like, she went on there to try like, I'm and spy. Have to have
1: investigate really hard to find out what's going on here.
0: yeah that's that's <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me that she was she was so tied up with wanting to go and read his emails that she missed the big icon saying how cctv but you know never mind
1: well if Jeff's stupid and doesn't understand computers, then it probably stands to reason. He's not the first Coronation Street character. Very true. And let's face it, it's not just the older generation that have trouble. There are younger people now who can't use basic oh, programs. because they spend it. all their time on their phones, and they don't know what word is.
0: Yes, I can vouch for the fact that some young children do not know the first thing about using PCs. Um, That's do you tragic. think? Um, do you think that they could get Rachel the escort? Is she gonna, is she gonna be interviewed? Either she could go to court, or Alia could go off and do a little bit of investigating at the agency, find out what was Jeff talk about with you.
1: What could she say of any interest?
0: I can't remember what exactly we saw Jeff talking to her about, but he was probably just having a go at about Yasmin. I don't know. He, There's
1: really nothing that she can add that we. I mean. I mean, she could definitely find parties, out that he
0: wasn't um, going to see them for the radio interviews thing.
1: But he said he didn't. He told yeah. Tim that he was shagging around because mm. he's such a lusty man. He can't possibly bear to go without sex for more than a week at a time. Mm. He should have the snip.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it feels to me like we haven't seen the last of them. The other thing I wonder about in court is: um, are we, or uh, uh, whenever the, the this hearing or whatever is going to be, are we going to have Sally and, and Eileen and Cathy and, and that there again? Are they going to say anything? I've been really sally has been great this week she's been um I-, I love how they're using her as the one that's piecing together the pieces because somebody had to do it there's been so much evidence but it's just been you know sp- spread around and she's the one that's actually putting the puzzle pieces together and she she's been nice she's been um she- and she's not been idiot sally or anything has she she's been you know when you get your character that a buffoon eyes on Coronation yeah. Street, well-documented Sally phenomena. Has been Sally has in the She past. has been in the past, but at the moment, she is playing it completely straight and um, doing, a, doing an excellent job, might I say.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But um, yeah, I don't know whether I, I don't know how well... Uh, how still this is going to play into her and Tim's wedding. It feels like there may be some kind of um, coinciding between the wedding and major court developments. Mm. do you think that sally and tim are still going to get married oh i hope not i think they will
1: yeah me i think too. they will i think they will um i think this the, the, i think this storyline's heading for an, a tim redemption which is annoying me because all the people that are like "Oh, i don't like tim
0: i want a tim redemption it's yeah, not no, only... but
1: no it's not going to redeem him it's only going to redeem him for people that have literally just decided they don't like okay. him okay not for people that have been saying for ages, like I have, this guy's a loser. Why does anyone pay any attention to anything he says? Mm.
0: I think there's going to be a lovely wedding for them and there's going to be... Oh, yeah, you're right. all the All the bad blood about, between the, the viewers and Tim is going to be washed Boo. away. Right, let's Hang move... Hang on a minute. Oh, go on. on. The,
1: we found out that Craig is still a...
0: Special constable.
1: Preliminary policeman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to become a proper policeman on the 22nd of June.
0: Yes. When, that, whenever that will be is that that's 22nd of June on the old timeline so that's going to be you know. so August he whatever,
1: so, so it's around April still yeah. April maybe the beginning of May no it's still probably April isn't it I
0: think that's still in April at the moment so
1: he's still got a couple of months to go mm. but in real life in, in timeline now he, he should be coming up to it yeah I wonder what you have to do You think there's a proper like an exam Probably. Like, what do you call people? What's Why this guy's sense? surname? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: right. Okay. Let's let's do our show must go on story then. So David has just found out at the end of last week's episode that Shona's done a runner. So David storms round to number eight and has it out with a minion who I've, I I did look into. Her name is Alice.
1: Yeah, they mentioned her name today.
0: Yes. Um, meanwhile, Shona gets found in Kitchener Street, around the back of um, around the back of Roy's and pre donna and all that. So just I, you, you, I can't remember where you, I thought that she might have found her way back to an old estate or something, and you thought that she'd be down the the alley behind yeah, the salon, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, but no, she got a little bit further than that. Um, Roy rescues her, and that's he was so sweet this week, wasn't he? Lovely Roy he is the nicest guy in Weatherfield, and he's like, "Do you want Do to have a cup of tea, Shona? I'm like, yeah, that would work on you, wouldn't it? If a strange oh. old man invited you around the, into his back entrance, to, with a tempting cup of I'm tea, inside. you'd be right in there." Yes,
1: please. But he, he gives her a double chocolate chip cookie. Her and she favorite. says, that's my favourite. And he says, I know.
0: Yeah, she, he starts to fill her in on the fact that she used to work there. And, and she's like, she seems to like it there. And it made me think a little bit. Do you remember when she was in her coma and one of the things David did was record cafe sounds true, and played yeah, it to her in the, co- the coma? I, I mean, stranger things have happened when people have heard things in a coma. Yeah, true. Pat and Seb.
1: Yeah, maybe he should have played himself being sarcastic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then she would
1: have woken up and gone. oh, But anyway, it feels. Uh, I just she... want to add in. I was when I was doing research for the um, for the other bonus podcast that we did this this um, this week, I saw I came across a reference to Julia Golding talking about her coming back from maternity leave and how she originally, like how she got a job on the on Corrie, and she said something like, "Oh, I used to really love watching Coronation Street, so when I went on the set tour." And when we went looking at all the different sets, I immediately knew where Gail's kettle was, mm. and I was like, "Ha, that's why Shona knew where the tea bags were. <laughs> it's all linked."
0: Maybe, maybe. I wonder
1: whether that was an inside joke. I don't know, but it just seemed quite. It was. I thought it was quite funny. But maybe she mentioned it in the interview because that's what happened to the character. Yeah,
0: possibly. I think I it's a little
1: know. Easter egg for
0: people <laughs> that are paying attention. Um, David comes around the cafe, and she's. I mean that they're they're making slow progress, aren't they? Yeah. Before she didn't want anything to do with him, but now she is at least talking to him. But she's got no desire to go home with him that evening. And Alice Light like, says, "Right, well, you know, maybe we should go back to Leeds now, Shona." And so they they head off out the door. But Shona gives quite gives a goodbye as they go. So she <laughs> like is, we said, she's being courteous.
1: She has. Courteous and Kurt are two different things. No, oh, I know.
0: I've written Kurt here, but she does give a Kurt goodbye, but she's doing it courteously. I don't I
1: don't think so. I think all the way through, she's getting... She's still got, like, a touch of the nick about her, where this brain damage that she experienced has turned her into a bit of an arsehole.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. She has no filter, showing her, I'm
1: loving
0: her. Yeah. I mean, Which we finally so get to see um, a little bit more on Wednesday, Ben. Going back to, to Monday... Um, David asks Roy if Shona can come and live with him for a bit because he collects up all the waifs and strays of Weatherfield and turns them and kind of recycles them and plops them out, fully formed um, members of society. And um, Roy's... he, he He has a bit of a think, but he agrees at the end of the episode that he is up for the challenge.
1: Well, it's like, now Carla's moved out, I need another waif.
0: Well, he's got Nina. That's the I thing. Know, well yeah. He
1: had he had Nina and Carla at one point, and now he's only got one. Mm.
0: So anyway, Roy, Shona, and Alice on Wednesday are meeting up in the cafe, and he's going to go and show her around with the intention of saying she wants to live there. Um, yeah, the 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 niceness of of Shona um, was was there in full force on Wednesday, the, the second scene with them when they were up in Roy's flat because. I think she, she asks about the sewing machine and Roy's like, oh, that was... Yeah, that's Nina's now, but it used to belong to my dead wife. You didn't know her. She she died of pancreatic cancer and she just is- <laughs> starts out laughing, doesn't she? It's like, it's really, oh, it was really... It funny. was hilarious. I know, but it's really bad. Inappropriate, isn't I don't it?
1: know what... I don't know what it was. I think she doesn't... She hasn't... Because then later on, she goes to get something out of the oven and she touches it with her hand. Yeah, and she yeah, burns herself. Yeah, she's
0: got the chocolate cookies in the oven, doesn't she?
1: And it's like she, we, we did the test on her to see whether she recognises a giraffe and a, and a lion, but we forgot to do the test where we say, "What do you say to somebody whose wife died of cancer?" and "How do you get a cookie out of the oven?"
0: Yeah. Also, she, um, she meets Nina and says, "You look like saying out an old movie."
1: How does she know about old movies, but she doesn't know that things, hot things, burn you?
0: The, the mind is a mysterious, a mysterious organ
1: mm. I mean this must happen they must have done some research to see that this happens. nobody just comes up with this mm.
0: i want, I wonder Julia Golding strikes me as the sort of person that might feel bad about even acting when she was laughing about the pancreatic cancer thing.
1: I wonder why I wonder why she reacted like that. Do you think it was just like stress? like I don't know how to react to this. I'll just laugh.
0: I don't know some she just people... seems to have regressed into a bad girl, didn't she but, no, but I, don't I don't know think whether she was, was ever being that... a
1: bad girl i think I think that some people some people have issues where they don't know how to react to things, and laughing is kind of um sometimes just an inappropriate response that immediately comes to you
0: I don't know it seem it seems like, like she how
1: did she co- how did she decide to, to laugh
0: well. I think it's Again, just really like I said. Brain said it before, it?
1: loads of times on the show. I really like mm. abnormal psychology, and but, this is a very interesting.
0: But Shona has definitely chaved up since her return. They're just doing her like hair a bit different. Yeah, I don't she's know. got a
1: massively. She's got her um her ponytail is like really high on her head, mm. and this is like um the 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 invisible signal. Um, I guess do they have it in America and, and Canada and Australia where? It's what is the correlation between your chaviness or your boganness in Australia and how high your penny gel goes? <laughs> what? What? Where? Do, where does this come from?
0: I don't know, but it's a sign here. But the 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 performance it, it's it's so subtly different from the usual Shona. It's still de- very much. She's Shona. got a lot of attitude. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it is. It's attitude, isn't yeah. it? And, and that, it's also.
1: I tell you what I it is. How... I tell you what it is. It's a defense mechanism because Shona is no, she's vulnerable. And old shona would have done the same thing mm. protect myself because everyone's my enemy but new shona the shona that she that she was before she had her she went to the coma and everything she was surrounded by people that cared about her and loved her and she doesn't know that now mm. so she she is on the defensive because she doesn't realize how much they all love her
0: yeah mm. um they, Friday there was just a couple of scenes where they go back to Leeds again and um, they have a bit of a calming down meeting and well, Shona's a, a bit apologetic and she's coming round to the idea of moving back to Weatherfield but still she'd rather live with Roy rather than David so that's very handy they don't have to make that trip over to Leeds every time that they want to have a meet up.
1: The lady says that she has an in- inability to assess risk. Suddenly. Yes, I tell you what, and that
0: sounds like a soap prime prime soap cliffhanger material. That's right. There, she's going to be, gonna be
1: down alleyways. She is. She's going to be up. climbing
0: up the stairs outside the Red Bank um, apartment. She's going to be tying herself to the tram tracks. She's oh, going to be yeah. walking into burning buildings. Can't wait. I, I I do hope it's not too long before she's back to normal, but I am I'm interested to see elements like that if it's part of her recovery it's, I, I, yeah I, I like where this story's going are you are you enjoying
1: yeah I'm enjoying I, I think I'm actually enjoying um, David and Shona more than I ever have because you know I've, I'm i not one for them as a couple and you are mm. um, but they're more interesting now <laughs> than mm. they have been
0: and I, I love how it's Roy I mean I as I've spoken before about how it's weird that Billy's not seemingly involved in this story yeah, at I all I think
1: it's a bit annoying to me I'm kind of a bit. Roy just it seems to be the one that always ends up in this situation, and it's kind of like oh, he's, he saves Carla, he saves Nina, he saves Shona.
0: But I mean, he was her old boss and friend and everything. I it makes know, sense, but that it's not just it's some to random. A bit silly now. Oh, but it was so sweet. I I it want to have. He can't just
1: be the one that saves everybody all the time.
0: Oh, you know. And I think but I... it made, I think it to to me it makes sense that he's saving Shona. I I want there to be some nice you know, and towards the end of the episode scenes, like some after dark up in Roy's flat, the lights are down, and they just have some real nice kind of character moment chats, like he has had with Carla, and they're just, you know, the sort of things that they leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy well, inside. I'm hoping for more of that sort of thing I in just hope story. that they
1: never get into any great detail about how he and Hayley got together, because if she laughed at I know. pancreatic cancer, goodness knows what she's going to say. Well, about... I
0: wonder whether, I mean, he he it took him a little bit of time to accept David's proposal of Shona coming to live with him. But I suppose if he thought about it, he thinks, well, it's not going to be too bad. I don't know what Shona's like, but I wonder whether he's going to, to live to regret it because it's, a bit more difficult than he initially thought. I mean,
1: and let's the, face it, Roy is not, not that they've ever officially said this, but he doesn't seem to be neurotypical himself in the way that he reacts to people and engages with the world. And mm. it, I mean, that could be definitely be a, a benefit, but, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. so I, I don't know, it could I'm, make
1: it a bit more of a struggle. I'm
0: enjoying this sort of stuff. Anyway, I'll leave, I'll pass it over to you Gemma for the next story. Ocal. Hell. Uh,
1: Monday. Monday, um, everybody, just so you know, Asher's um, PE kit could have bailed out Greece. Yeah. I don't know what that means for Ardy's. Has he just got a pair of shorts? Maybe. And it was cheaper. Maybe. And, like, who could you bail out without then? The Vatican, I don't know. It's smaller. <laughs> right, so on Is Monday. The Vatican
0: doing all right.
1: Monday Dev marches through the corridors he's and been to see saying, Mr Griffin he's been he? to see Mr Griffin who has been in the show yes
0: yes I didn't mention this in last week's podcast I think I didn't know about it at the time which would make sense I had, I had no idea. I read it on... is it on Digital Spire on Twitter or something? People saying that Mr Griffin has been in the show before. I was like, I don't recognise him. But this guy, um, who's played by an actor called Roger Morledge, has been in Coronation Street as Mr Griffin since 2006. He's like, <laughs> this is a 14-year-old character. He's only been in, like, 10 episodes yeah. across the years. He was in it apparently in 6, 7, 2009... Two thousand and sixteen before this. The first time he came in it was when David was playing truant from school. This that is how long, how long this guy has been in it. And it's like it's amazing. He's like he's like the blue Merrick, isn't he? Yeah, of, of, uh, of
1: um school.
0: I'm gonna have to look out for him now. I can like well, when I watched him I, think I was forget
1: like forget by the time he turns up again.
0: now I no, now I've had it pointed out to me, I'm gonna go, it's that guy. That guy. Yeah.
1: Um he doesn't really put up much of a fight um when Dev decides he's gonna take the twins out. And put them at Oak Hill. And apparently Oak Hill's just constantly accepting new pupils.
0: No, Deb says that they um he was friends with the head at Oak Hill. And he played golf with him. And there happened to be a space. So it's very convenient.
1: And he's like, they're twins. So you only need one space. They basically <laughs> share a soul. Yes. Back at home, Mary thinks he has been a bit hasty. And he says, "Oh, they don't care. The school has failed them. And Asher's like yeah, okay, I'd rather go somewhere different, but Ardy is not happy, and of course you wouldn't be, why doesn't he just leave him in that school and make her go to the other one?
0: Because um, well, Rutherfield High totally was... doesn't care about their kids. Ardy, Tell you Ardy what, the one that
1: got in trouble by punching people. So. I bet
0: at Oak Hill, in their PE lessons, they do golf, and we all know what yeah. a pro golfer Ardy was in his younger days.
1: Exactly. He could rekindle his love exactly. of the game. Um, so... Dev, Dev tells Mary, yeah, I can afford it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Amy comes in. She's really upset. And um, she thinks she's losing her mate and they have hugs. But Ash, Ash is like, no, I have to. have to do this. Nobody's talking about the fact that going to a posh school, literally the only reason to go there is to hobnob with other rich kids. And so that you can, when you grow up, you can go, oh, I play golf with that and I can get my kid in that school. Mm. That's literally like the the major reason... And they're going into the school as social pariahs already. I know. So she's gonna have to get, gonna have to start greasing the wheels in there. Otherwise, there's no <laughs> point paying all the money to go.
0: Well, she does work in a in the pre Madonna time, so she's probably got enough grease to spare. Yeah.
1: This is why there'd be no point in sending me to private schools. I can't network. I can't even network by myself. It's too shy. You
0: can. You're to really fine. No, I'm not.
1: On Wednesday, Dev is oh, he's so sweet, takes photos of the twins in their uniform. Very expensive. And he says that, you, that Oak Hill's so posh that they've got a bust in the library and they have classical music piped into the corridors.
0: There's the, he reels off a whole list of things that Oak Hill has that makes it the best place. I don't know whether they were making a joke about bust. Didn't Hardy say, you know, all about that to, to Asha? Because oh, of her getting her bust he out online?
1: Her. All the way through the week.
0: Yeah, he makes jokes about page three girls in tonight's episode. Yeah, he's I like, like, I, I yeah. learned
1: about page three girls. I'm like, I, do you know what? I'm glad that kids don't know what that is anymore, but I don't believe that kids his age wouldn't have heard of page three. Wasn't well, that I, long
0: know, ago... lo- it, 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 I bet it's longer ago than you think that they got well, rid of page good. three.
1: Well, good. I'm glad they got rid of it. I thought it was disgusting. Mm. So, at the bus stop... Kelly, who, let's not forget, is the reason this has happened, because she's the one that uploaded the, the video of Asha to the internet, or we'll put it on the chat, sorry. She's, and now she's, and she got kicked out of Oak Hill because the money that Gary was supplying on behalf of Rick to her mum never got sent to the school. Mm-hmm. So she's been kicked out, and so she says to Asha at the bus stop, why don't you have my hand-me-downs? And Asher's like, uh, you can do one, I'm not interested in your old stuff. Thanks very much. So in the shop, uh, Dev is talking to Liz, talking about how great Great Oak Hill is and all this prestigious alumni and what great things they've gone on to do. And she's like, "What? Like Rosie Webster?" <laughs> it's like Rosie Webster's actually making a pretty good name for herself in Japan, but you wouldn't know about that. Yeah, because... she's
0: a TV star over exactly. there, probably. It's probably. I can't remember whether Rosie Webster actually finished her education at probably Oak Hill. Not. I've got a feeling that she didn't.
1: <laughs> you got to see it. You got to pay your full fees to get the the benefit. Mm um dev Dev tells bernie and kathy that he wants rd to get some shifts in the kebab shop so that he can earn some money and they're like typical it's nepotism i never got this is the whole thing about i mean the the funny thing about coronation street is that it condenses everybody into a small geographic area but in real life some of these characters would not live anywhere near the rest of them considering how much money they seem to have Mm. And there's no way Dev would be living in a terraced house if he can send his kids to I know to to a private school.
0: Well, I don't know how much he can afford it. You know, he says to Mary that he can, but he's
1: saying he's making a, a big deal about going on about how how much he can afford it, which makes me think
0: he's he probably is one of the much. more affluent um well, characters got, <clears throat> on the street. He's got a
1: shop. He's got a chain of corner shops, and he's got a chain of kebab shops.
0: Is it actually a chain? I can't remember anymore. Which one? Either of them.
1: Well, it was at one point.
0: It didn't... I mean, Maya burned oh. down his shops, didn't she? But I don't know whether...
1: He was probably insured. Mm. He's still got businesses.
0: Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I mean, it's, I think he can... He's He's got more money, but I don't know whether he can, actually can afford also, it. Also,
1: he hasn't got a wife to spend it on anymore. You know what they're like. Very expensive.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> a wife who spends it.
1: Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> Nina finds Asha in the gardens and um, she's left the school after three lessons and she says everybody knew about the videos and saw them giggling and and sharing it with each other. And Nina says, look, just forget about it. They'll move on eventually. Um, Dev's on the phone to school and finds out that she left early and tries to phone her, but she ignores it. Um, Friday, Ardy comes back from school, he doesn't say very much about it, but he just says about everyone, he's seen the video, and he finds out he's got to do the prima donna shifts, not very happy about that. Dev goes looking for Asha, and he finds her outside Roy's, and Nina's there as well, and she's like, I'm not talking to you, and she's dropping about, and Nina says to Dev, um, look, you'll be okay, she's been talking to me, she told me all about you, she told me all about her mum, she's been talking about how you've been helping her, you need to go easy on her and and listen to her and everything. So she's kind of, like, turned into, like, like a little mini Roy, almost, like, just full of wisdom for no reason.
0: She has, I, I'm loving her.
1: Yeah. Um, she,
0: was, she was great with
1: her. I don't know how many of these characters we need, though. That's not my only point.
0: Well, she's, I, I, I like that she's befriending asha
1: yeah um dev and asha talk at home and she's saying oh everybody knows everyone online or something and blah 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 and dev tries to um lift her spirits and says that you're tough you'll get through this you'll try again you just need to ignore what they say um and then aldi comes in and says about well, you should get a job with the page three girl um then she goes and sits outside eating some chips with nina and summer And Corey comes along with his little gang of gormless friends. And she immediately jumps up and starts laying into him, going, why don't you stick that for me? People were laughing. It's your fault. You uploaded it. You you recorded it when you weren't supposed to. And she basically kind of puts him in his place.
0: She totally does.
1: She says he's scared and pathetic, and he doesn't really know what to say. And uh, this was kind of a bit of a turning point, I guess. She goes home. And tells Dev and Ardy about how great she was. She kind of embellishes the story a little bit. Mm. Um, and they're all enjoying, enjoying this over dinner. And um, realise, you know, it feels, feels a bit like finally Ash has got a win.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, she she has come out on top. Yeah. Today's she goes, episode.
1: She goes home and, she, uh, well, later on, she gets uh, some messages from Corey going, Oh, I'm Sorry. Sorry, how are you? Like that, and uh, she kind of smiles like smugly, and like she's she's triumphed. I just hope that she doesn't go, oh, Carrie's nice to me, and he is a nice bloke, and he does fancy me. It didn't oh. feel like that. It no, felt I know, like but yeah, in real life. You're you're be... weak
0: and pathetic and grovelling now. Well, wow. and you and you deserve it. Yeah. I I I, I felt that this was a very positive uh, end to the story it, it felt like an end didn't it it, it almost didn't feel like it needed any more I mean there's obviously more that it could go because I'm wondering well, things it's like... Thing,
1: like why are they going to Oak Hill what's the yeah. purpose she, the, all of that could have been you mean, you... dropped out of this and just had her telling Corey is a stupid idiot and then the next day next day at school everyone's talking about how Ash told Corey was a, it was an idiot and Ash is calling Corey's stupid now mm. I mean I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, I do wonder are, are they going to, is Dev going to keep them at Oak Hill now? The, the main reason that he went, that they go, they went there is to try and get away from all these horrible teenagers that know about the video. But and they
1: still knew they, about they still, it. They
0: still know about it there. And Which, to be honest. spent so much
1: money on this now because he's got those um, reputation managers that couldn't get rid of it and now he's sent them to private school.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I, I don't know how far in advance he's paid, so I guess that she's going to be there for a little bit anyway. Um, and and just because you leave Oak Hill, it doesn't mean that they're going to accept the back into Weatherfield. Well, so when she like if she,
1: if she came back in September to to Weatherfield, everyone would be like, oh, that's the girl that left because her boobs yeah. were on the internet.
0: Yeah, so maybe maybe they're I mean, stuck but with it. How her there old now. are they? Like
1: 14, 15.
0: Oh well, so they've still got a while to go in education. Yeah, I I was just she should
1: have timed this boob thing a bit later on, <laughs> save them a bit of cash.
0: I just. I was surprised that they didn't consider that the video might have shown up on the Oak Hill children's computers as well. Because Asha was very quickly one round to the idea that, you know, let's go to a new school, fresh start, blah, blah, blah. And it seemed to me that it was quite likely that they would have seen it because there uh, would be people... Yeah,
1: where's the... There's, there's always she kids said, that no kids in other school. Yeah,
0: exactly. And she said, oh, everybody knows everyone's business online. So, yeah, it seems a little bit naive kids. to think that they would be able to get away from even it that when quickly.
1: I was kids, there was always kids that knew other kids in different schools. Mm. And we didn't even have the internet.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. I, I just wonder whether this is actually now going to turn into a story of Dev's financial ruin, because... It
1: does seem a bit uh, pointless to have it in otherwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, they're, they're having... Adi work more shifts at prima donna they, they didn't well, he's
1: not gonna earn Dev's not gonna earn money there is he? he's gonna he's only saving the wages
0: mm, yeah yeah that's true um when I, I i one of my little theories and i don't know how likely this is is that maybe dev will fall on such hard times that he'll have to sell up the shop and who do we know that wants to buy up all the businesses down that what? end of the street
1: you're right you're right and he
0: doesn't want we we we've, I did have a look at Ray's plans again that little picture from you know whenever it was three four months ago and there was definitely nothing over that side of the street it's
1: pretty far from the bistro it's like no, it no it's right it's next just, to the bistro sorry I was it's drinking a prima donna yeah no it,
0: it's, but it, it's opposite the cabin and Ray seems to only want to take over the the posh side of the street I but do you know Vegas he's gonna, can't be choosers if he was
1: going to sell anything he'd sell prima donna rather
0: than the corner shop <laughs> Yeah, maybe, yeah, but, but,
1: but I mean
0: that doesn't matter. No, no, not at all. So I, I don't know. That's that's just a little theory. It feels Good to me I feels that. feels like this is leading towards financial struggles for Dev, and and I can't believe I'm getting a little bit interested in the thought of oh. the prospect of a character having financial woes because it seems to happen every six months or so, and
1: just like real life. Did you? So let's just remind everybody about this Ray thing. So. It was who found this? It was
0: one of our listeners. N-
1: yeah, but in the show,
0: um, oh, Daniel.
1: That's right, and it was Ray's sisters They went round there to try to find evidence of the fact that Ray had bought women off that he had he had molested. Yeah, and or like or or done something to them to keep them quiet, and and so Daniel went to the solicitor's office and got into his computer, and very very briefly on the screen. There was a, a map of 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 Coronation Street, and the section on the right hand side, if you're looking, at, well, like the cabin and and yeah. the posh side, the even
0: side of the street.
1: All of that was kind of covered in like hatching, like it was going to be redeveloped into something. Yeah, and we know that Ray has now got control of the bistro and also the garage. The garage. Um, so that's like the fan the fan theory that that we've been developing on the show is that he that Ray has got some nefarious plans. It's to just demolish uh, the street and it's going to be something to do with the sixtieth anniversary. I would have anniversary.
0: just sort of thought that he'd be moving a little bit quicker because he hasn't really tried to do anything else for no, months.
1: No, but it, it too busy would, employing it,
0: racists.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be a very fitting sixtieth anniversary tie in storyline because. The 40th anniversary was about protecting the cobbles. Um, and so I think that would be quite cool. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But other than not I just wanted to remind, remind people who yeah. might not. Didn't know what I
0: was referring to. Yeah. Um, what What did you, did you enjoy Asher's um, sticking up to Corey at the end of the episode? Because I, I felt that it, it did, it went, it was going for triumph and it, Totally nailed it. Again, Tanisha it did was... a fantastic job and I, and I was cheering her along. It didn't come... Sometimes things like that can come across...
1: It felt a bit as... more believable to me than the Ed haranguing Don, or Don, whatever his name it was, the other week with the racism stuff, where Dom just stood there and let Ed humiliate him in front of him. Is you confusing because... Don
0: and Dom the same as Byron and Byron?
1: Yeah. <laughs> because Corey just, just did try to defend himself, but he was, it was like watching somebody trying to hold back a water cannon with a piece of rice paper. It was like, no, you, yeah, no, you. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't, he, it didn't work, but I was happy that they. It, it felt more believable because he did at least try to protest his um
0: mm. i liked as well how they had asher up oh, on yeah. the raised platform yeah good point and he was down on the street so Symbolic. she was literally literally looking down yeah, on great. him and yeah and i did like she's that. she's one i thought and she
1: said he was pathetic and it's great
0: yeah it's it feels like yeah that even though in real life that wouldn't be the end of it it feels like a, a nice little cut off point for this and i'm not at the moment, asking, you know, what next for Asher?
1: I tell you what, what a dangerous girl gang. Asher, Nina, and Summer are terrifying.
0: Summer, oh god, yeah.
1: Between the three of them, they probably <laughs> know how to make a nuclear bomb and blow you up with it. <laughs> then, wouldn't they? Definitely. Summer would know how to do it. Nina would be like... Yeah, we should blow them up. And I should be the one to press the button because she got mad about
0: something. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny when she was bragging about it at dinner time and everything. and they were, It was a nice it and was I, a nice actually, family we, moment, yeah, wasn't yeah. it?
1: And she was making stuff up that didn't happen, yeah. which I thought there's, was funny.
0: There's so so much bickering between families in Coronation Street sometimes. Yeah, we still to we have, have talk a bonding it, family so moment was lovely. A,
1: there's very little relationship building ever in Coronation Street. Um beyond what now needed they've gone for to bed <laughs> no what's needed for plots yeah. like like when yeah like establishing relationships they try they don't really put much effort into it but um i mean i think probably the nicest one we've seen recently was audrey and gail on her birthday that was pretty sweet mm. But it, can, it stuck out because it rarely happens.
0: Well, they were trying to build some kind of relationship between Paul and Kirk in tonight's episode in those yeah. two scenes where they're talking oh, we about. We that
1: out, didn't we? Did you write that down? I,
0: I wrote Paul and Kirk talk about the government in two scenes.
1: The government? I thought they we were talking about socks.
0: Were they? I thought they were, talking, they were talking about Westminster, weren't they? Yeah,
1: but he was talking about how he had. We got different things out of this scene because Kirk was talking about how he. I think he was talking about how he had mismatched socks. And so he, he decided he got told to either buy all navy or all black.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. And, and then he they were talking one of about age.
1: whether you call it the cabinet or the
0: yeah, I, I I. The, the cupboard, it was, or something, it was, yeah, it was one of those moments that was written to in to be like, Oh, this is just a moment of characters having a chat about nothing, which Cory always used to do, and they don't do that much of that these days. But
1: oh, and they had another it just was a chance for my brain
0: to switch off. You
1: keep bringing this up about Kirk, but we can never remember any specific examples of his him being illogically stupid to the point that it becomes offensive to watch because nobody is that dumb. Where he says oh, where do they all, all the government, they all go in that room, the cabinet. How do they fit in there? How do the, you get grown people inside a cabinet? And it's like, I
0: know.
1: no one thinks that. I it's know. just stupid.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so great stuff with Asha. Just a little bit of a diversion there. I felt there were, there were quite a lot of female characters, actually, this week that I was cheering on. I've been just cheering on Asha. I was cheering on Nina when she was, Giving Deb parenting advice, which is lovely. I was cheering on Sally this week. I was I was kind of almost cheering on Alia as well, actually. So
1: <laughs> I liked it when Alia found out that Sally just went and blabbed. It was like, what did you expect?
0: Yeah, this is Sally, You do know her?
1: She's a gossip.
0: Right, come on, let's let's finish this so, off. Let's whiz through our final stories.
1: So on we got Kelly and the Killer. Um on Wednesday, Adam's talking about to Imran about Kelly. Because he saw her in the cafe, and then Imran catches up because Kelly and Summer are walking along outside after school, and he kind of he kind of like squares up to her really quickly. It's like you do not realise how creepy you're being, Imran. <laughs> just back off a bit. Looming like, over her. Where's your dad? I want to speak to him. And they sort of scurry off and sort of giggling, but then Summer tells her that Imran is the brother of the lady who died in the factory roof collapse. I don't know if this this is perhaps paving. Something. yeah they've been dripping this
0: uh, in for a few weeks now, haven't they? I was just on like, Friday, get on with it,
1: Kelly comes in looking for a lost calculator in in the cafe and I thought this was really odd because i i wouldn't have imagined that kids had calculators I know they just use their phones They're now. probably not allowed to, but i was so I was thinking then I thought to myself. No, be fair because we used to have scientific calculators. You know those like yeah. really expensive. They cost hundred pounds when we were at school. Did they? Yes, they were so expensive. You could just get them in you know, Fifteen pounds at really Smith. My couldn't afford things like that, but we had to buy one for school. And it had all these stupid scientific things. I never worked out. How to do Calls tan sign. Oh gosh! And so and she so she went in. I think it must be one of those fancy ones. And no, it was just this giant orange cal- Well, white and orange <laughs> calculator like like you like a baby uses. Gosh, you can't be an advanced maths class. <laughs> so anyway, he she comes in looking for it. Um, Gary says, Gary's there and he says, what did Imran want? And she says, it was after my dad. He says, don't tell Imran anything. And she says, I couldn't even if I wanted to. Only you know where my dad is, right? And sort of goes off in a huff. And then Gary speaks to Billy and says, have you spoken to Kelly's mum yet? Because Billy's looking no. after
0: Kelly at the moment, isn't he? And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, that that, that was all a bit nervous. Yeah, it was maybe next week will be the week where the wheels those kind of quick quicken up a little bit. There, I I just find that the more it stretches out, the the less believable it is that Kelly doesn't know or care where her dad is. You know, he's been missing for a year now, and she's just happily believing that he's there in in Europe, not making any contact with her. He's not phoned her. He's not. I think
1: he seems like a bit of a nerdy not, well dad anyway. He's so. not messaged
0: her. He's not texted I don't her. do this is the first time. He's, he's not written this. to her. Do you know what it's Can you called? You You know what it's called when Rick sends someone a letter. No. Rick mail. <laughs> yeah. What? That's funny.
1: It's funny. Oh, do the next. You carry story.
0: on. Rick mail. Yeah. We watched a video of him. We were doing about George's marvelous medicine at school today, and we watched a Jack and Laurie video of Rick mail. Reading it out, it was brilliant. Oh, good, good. Children didn't know who he was. Don't know who page three
1: girls are either. I culture. certainly hope
0: not. But they were talking about Friday night dinner an awful lot. And for a bunch of... I quoting? They were going, Jackie.
1: <laughs> Lovely bit of squirrel.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, you're <laughs> 10 years old. You should, you should be not watching be watching this. Friday night My, dinner.
1: Yeah, uh, but it is a good show. It's brilliant.
0: Anyway, carry on. <laughs> so You can just bang out the rest right, of the stories. Shut up
1: and give me a chance. Serious cases, oli Wobbles on Monday. That was the only, the only thing we got was Leanne gets Oliver ready for bed. Nick's trying to tell Simon everything's going to be okay, but he's feeling upset, like he's got nothing to do. So just to remind you He says
0: that Leanne's taking over and he's being he's sh- uh, kicked sick. out.
1: Winter Blues on Wednesday. Kathy's going on about how wonderful Gemma's vlog is and says Ber- tells Bernie that she might buy her a proper tripod. And then she's in the pub saying about how all the quads are going to be famous yep um on the, the grace storyline
0: no, nothing to discuss with any of this
1: um michael brings tiana in to see aggie and then he's and says um he needs to arrange proper visits not just when grace wants her hair done which is a fair point
0: yeah right aggie's aggie's fed up of aggie's of
1: always grace, got it out for grace taking
0: advantage yeah. of michael
1: well, I don't think it's taken advantage to expect someone to look after their own child. But it's, it
0: is. It's like she's a fair-weather mother. She hasn't isn't. been a
1: fair-weather mother. How old's that kid? She's been raising it by herself this oh, whole right. time. She wasn't a fair-weather mother when she was giving birth. Do you know how hard it is to be pregnant and carry a baby inside no. you and give up your health? It's not as easy as, as women make it out to be, you know?
0: All oh, right. It's not
1: fair... You can't be a fair-weather mother for the first nine months. You don't get to decide when you want to be pregnant or not. Anyway, um, James comes in. Michael says, I can't go on holiday because of my job. I can to Marbs,
0: so babes.
1: <sighs> so babes, I I had so many carbs, I can't go to <laughs> Um Can't go because of my job. I want to be a good dad. And things are getting really good between me and Grace. are hotting up. I wonder whether this means that James is going to go on holiday with somebody else and get papped or something.
0: Oh, we might do, mightn't we? With somebody
1: he? who isn't his his relation.
0: Yeah. Another man, perhaps. Another man.
1: Maybe you will go with Tommy O. Seems to be his only other friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: That's it. Apart from Kirk, Kirk and Paul talk politics. have yeah, already talked
0: about that. Politics and think, socks.
1: I tell you what, I'd like to be a fly on the wall when they talk about Dominic Cummings.
0: Mm. Right. Scores. Scores and characters of the week this week. I... I struggled to find a character of the week this week but not because there wasn't anybody that stood out, but because like I was saying earlier, I was cheering on a lot of characters this week. I could pick Nina, I could pick Sally, I could almost pick Alia, I could pick Asher for sure. I think
1: Asher's pretty you reckon? I liked I liked her telling Corby I thought
0: I I loved that moment. That was a real, you know, triumphant um triumphant moment there that there's, if there's not...
1: mi- if, if, if Coronet Street was a teen movie about Asher's life, that would have been the final scene.
0: Yeah. I can't think of many reasons why not to pick Asher, but then equally, I, I think her, her strongest competition is Sally in this. The fact that she's not just you know, going along blindly with what her husband says and she's, she wants to investigate. She's, she's using a bit of independent thought. And she's she's sowing the seeds for Jeff's ultimate downfall. So I have really really been enjoying Sally as well. And like I said, she's she Sally Denver is is playing it brilliantly. She's she's playing it proper straight. Um, but are you, you say you're going with Asha then? Yeah. I, I think I have to as well. One thing that Sally was funny... is a really close second uh, second place, but I think for that that was Asher's moment to shine.
1: And One she thing shined. I thought was really funny about Devin Devin Dev um Asher were talking about Michelle Obama and Asher oh, yeah. was like, Oh, she's off herself. <laughs> she's too aloof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what is your score? I am going to give it I'm gonna give it oh, go on. three Three and a half. Yeah, I'm going three and a half.
1: Um, poorly hidden cameras.
0: I am going to give it three and a half prostitutes at the same time, <laughs> which is my reference to um, what was it? Tim said, to, uh, Jeff said that he'd seen two two prostitutes, and Tim was like, "What at the same time?" <laughs>
1: yeah, we know what his
0: internet searches are about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, good good week this week. I think tonight's episode was probably my favorite of the week, and and it it was it was probably Asher that. That helped to get there. Yeah,
1: it was a nice feel-good, triumphy moment. It
0: and was. It, it
1: wasn't corny, or it was well written. That's the
0: thing. It wasn't corny. Yeah. And those sorts of things where somebody triumphs and and sticks it to you someone. you kind of end up
1: feeling like you're the one being lectured as well as the person yeah. who's being told off?
0: Absolutely. I didn't and get didn't that. Get it that, was yeah. not at all corny. Very and well done. And, Very and, well performed. And the moment between Dev and Asha and R D was really nice. Nice cherry on the top, and I, I really hope that the future is bright for the Alahans because they've not Those had much to fish. do for a long time. Yeah. This could be the moment where the, the Alahans Allahan come to the fore. Yeah, yes. indeed. Right, good stuff, Coronation Street. Let's move on to some news.
1: Hello, welcome to the cabin, the new section of the show. First piece of news we've got is a cool competition.
0: Another cool competition is it as cool as our competition to win a year's Patreon subscription to Conversation Street?
1: Oh, it's similar.
0: Is it a competition if you have to pay money for it?
1: Uh, it's an auction, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I got that wrong. It's not. A you competition. are competing it's a, it's against other
0: Coronation Street fans.
1: It's an auction. to win a Zoom quiz with the cast.
0: It's very exciting.
1: It's been organised by Eatwell. MCR, Eat Well Manchester, Um, it's a hospitality collective supporting NHS staff, those in food poverty, women seeking refuge and homeless people, and obviously there's lots of groups need support at the moment, Um, so all the money that's going to get raised is going to go towards a very good home place. Yeah, it's
0: going to to a good cause. Good cause,
1: that's the word.
0: Feed the people of Manchester. You maybe not aren't able to feed themselves at the moment um I,
1: www.eatwellmcr.org is the name of the website for that charity um but the place i don't know where you go to bid on this is a yeah, separate you can, website no, you
0: go there and there'll be links and um, there's
1: a load of stuff that's up for there's tons auction. that i mean
0: there's um there's like an, a do um is it tomorrow night maybe yeah no yes
1: you've written winner announced saturday 6th of june that's right yeah tomorrow night
0: so you haven't got you got to get your skates on if you haven't heard about this already because I, i don't know when the bidding's closing
1: yeah they haven't said when it's gonna finish but but basically what they're doing is having a silent auction so you don't know who what everyone else is bidding there are 10 slots available so i guess the 10 people who bid the most i guess that's how it's gonna work they haven't it, but i guess perhaps people know more about maybe it they maybe they
0: have but are, you, or are we just we've understand. Looked, it? yeah but
1: we've looked very di- we've looked very hard to find information about this yeah um but anyway 10
0: highest bidders get to be in a coronation street themed quiz against members of the coronation street cast and then, yeah the winner's going to get announced on tonight as if you're listening to this on saturday the 6th of there's june a united
1: there's a live united We feed event from 7 p.m to bin, to midnight and um, it's going to, the, the event will include some chorus stars are going to drop into the, the stream to talk about it. So even if you haven't bid or um don't want to take part in that, you can still check out the feed to see some, of the Cory stars, there's loads of other stuff as well. It's not just Cory things. There's like, wasn't it Liam Gallagher? You can win
0: Liam Gallagher's MTV Video Music Award from 1996 or like something, 40 which is currently grand or something. yeah, currently could be yeah, forty grand is the highest. I
1: think they'll be going to be all right. I think they're going to raise quite a bit of money for for people. But if you want to take part in this Zoom quiz, it's going to be ten members of the Cory cast versus ten members. Which of, ten members of the Cory cast? I'm finished. Gemma. I haven't finished. Versus ten members of the public who have won the silent auction, and the the bidding for that auction starts at a quite high price. It's one hundred and fifty pounds, so hopefully they'll get lots of bids for those, and people will raise lots of money. But yes, there there are some some really cool people taking part in this quiz. You got Jack P. Shepherd, who plays David Platt. He is
0: the Corey team captain.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, he's a bit of a he. He does the um. He does the Big so Emma Dale versus Corey quiz, and he's always the team captain there. So he's got he's an old hand. I this is the thing we've been talking about. Just to just to um sidetrack again, this is an unfair competition because there's no, not going to be a team captain of the fans.
0: Well, we we don't know exactly how it's going to work. Is it going to literally be the ten Coronation Street cast? versus the 10 superfans, or are the 10 superfans all competing against each other to find well, out who is the most super superfan? I think fan,
1: that's what's going to happen.
0: Which, which risks getting a little bit... You know, it could get a little bit... it going to be a nerd-off. Yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, Jack P. Shepard, who plays David Platt, Sally Devno plays Sally Webster, Sally Ann Matthews, who plays Jenny Bradley, it's written down here, not Jenny Connor. interesting. Peter Gunn, who plays Brian Packard.
0: Incorrect. Do you reckon
1: that these are part of the quiz? So, Colson yeah, Smith.
0: Question one Spot the mistakes in the <laughs> on the website where we have listed yeah. the cast that will be involved. He,
1: played, he plays Craig Tinker, Alan Halsley plays Tyrone Dobbs, Helen Worth he plays Gail Platt, Sam Aston plays Chesney Brown, and Dolly, Dolly Rose Campbell plays Gemma Winter, and Tanisha Gori plays Asha Allenhan. So, some really cool people in there. I th- I'm
0: particularly impressed that they've managed to get Helen Worth on. I know.
1: Good, good for you, Helen. Um. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with this. Yeah, Unfortunately, that's awesome. If we don't, if we, I mean, we had a go at bidding, I don't think we we're going to win, but um, from the sounds of it, if you do win, I don't know if you're going to be able to tell people what happened, <laughs> because the terms and conditions are a bit... Um, you're not allowed to record or.
0: You're not allowed to record it, but it is being recorded, and it's interesting seeing over the week, some of the wording on the webpage has changed a little bit, because originally it says you're not allowed to record it, and then... A day or two later, it was changed to say that um, we're going to be recording it. Not not us, obviously. That the, the Eatwell Manchester are going to be recording it. Um, but yeah, to to use as you know part of publicity or whatever. Anyway, it sounds, it sounds really but it cool. It might
1: not ever be. I guess it depends on how it goes. Yeah. It may never you may never get to see what happens here and it depends on who wins. I hope to it whether goes you'll really ever well. Find out what actually happened and who won. Be nice if we would be able to watch it, even you know, as fans. If you didn't bid, because I know one hundred and fifty pounds is the minimum. Is, is pretty It's steep.
0: an awful lot, and, and it's set... a good
1: cause, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean, you know. it's one
0: of these. I mean, some people might quite understandably be saying, "Well, that's that's not fair. That how how can the you know the normal Corey fan? How can the average Corey fan bid for that?" And I suppose the thing with that is, it's it is for. I'm not. I mean, it's not like the richest curry fans are the best or anything like that. But if there's only 10 prizes, then starting the bidding at something like £10, it's going to just ramp up far too quickly. And I don't know. Uh, and, and you know, it, it's... I know what you're saying. I hope that it goes well. I hope that... There's
1: going to be 20 people involved in the chat. And I don't know how... We don't know anything about it. Like, how long is it going to be? How many questions will there be? We've got the quizmaster is going to be Caroline Dyer of Heard Storytelling, so hopefully she'll be able to wrangle everybody together. I don't know how much opportunity there's going to be for sort of niceties, um. And like I said, also I think, um, I think that it's going to be biased against the, towards the the Corrie stars because they already know each other, and uh, these these ten superfans are going to be sort of a ragtag group with no central focus or. Oh, I get. Ho- hopefully. I hope that the winning
0: the the winners um
1: the I want it is, to be a nice event. I'm sure it'll be fun and everyone will behave themselves and if they don't they they it says here that they can get kicked off. They can so. get kicked off so, if they um, kick up a bus. They, they can actually close the whole thing down. If it goes wrong. I don't know why we're being so pessimistic about this. I know,
0: I know it should be it should be really really good. Um but it's it's quite a a hefty endeavor, isn't it? It's you know, getting to as I said getting 20 people together. All at the same time, Saturday the 13th of well, June at 8pm. Well, as 8 we PM. know from doing
1: our own Zoom quiz with people in your family, it takes a long time.
0: Internet connections could be dodgy.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's why. It's a really, I think it's really, really nice
0: idea. And they've it's... got some fantastic Corrie people up there. Yeah. It's nice to see it's Dolly massive, up there as well, because yeah. Dolly um, did some of the Cast Versus Fans quiz in Manchester. Speaking of which... I don't know why they didn't ask me to be on the Coronation Street theme, uh, team because last time there was the Coronation Street versus Eva Pan's team, I was on the Cory cast team, just saying. Just saying. I could have been the 11th member. Yeah. They should have just asked us to host it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's a really great idea. If you want to bid, you really help, your time is running out, um, get on there. It's Eat Well Manchester. Dig deep. Um, it is But really not too good, deep
0: so that it outbids us.
1: It's a really good, I don't know if, it's a really good cause Um and it's really, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. They've never done this before. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how likely it is that it will happen again. I guess it depends mm. on whether people behave themselves. Um <laughs> so. it,
0: it is. It's, it is, it is a very, well, it says here, a rare opportunity, which it absolutely is. But what what you were saying as well, I don't know how much time there will be for niceties. I, I wonder, yeah, I don't know whether people, it, it's not the same as, you know, going and, having an intimate soiree with 10 coronation street cast members is it that you can well, have how much would you pay for that you can have chit chat well one of the other things that you can bid for on here is a pint or two with some guy i've never heard of and oh, the, the bids there are like 1500 pounds <laughs> oh
1: so, it's, also it's really nice of all these um stars to donate their time um, it's, but it's going to it's going to take place on Zoom on the June 8th, 13th at eight o'clock. So they're going to sacrifice their Saturday nights. not that many people are doing much on a Saturday night these these days. But...
0: Oh, is Anton Deck on at the moment? Or...
1: God, I hope not. Um. So, yeah, thank you to all the all the actors for putting this together and um, agreeing to sacrifice their time. Thank you to Eat Well Manchester for organising it and to um, Carolyn Dyer for, for being the quiz master and whoever came up with it i guess she's is she doing the quiz questions um so. really great i hope that you raise loads and loads of money and if you guys if anyone wins and it's not us um and you can and you're allowed to tell us what happens it be oh yeah good i'm fascinated i'm really fascinated to find um, out about it some,
0: even if we yeah we don't get on
1: it it definitely sort of seems as though it could be possible that you would be asked to never tell anybody what happened Mm. because there are some terms and conditions that yeah there's some extra ones isn't there it
0: it says we'll be asked winners will be asked to sign further official terms and agreements from itv management prior to taking part in the event yeah so so um, that's quite
1: this is the thing it's like if
0: helen worth gets drunk during the quiz and passes out don't tell the sun
1: if we do win it would be michael taking part oh yeah Um, because obviously you're the intelligent one and I don't no, want to be on camera. No, it's nothing camera. to do with
0: intelligence, it's to do with nerdiness, <laughs> This is different. Well, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you don't want to be on camera, do you?
1: Um, I don't care, if even, even despite
0: my lockdown hair.
1: I wonder if I'd even be allowed in the room. I'd hope so.
0: I'd hope so as well.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, I don't know.
1: Well, we may never know.
0: We We may, we may never find out, this but anyway. Good luck up bit. everybody. If anyone as here listening this, is gonna give it a go. I honestly I do wish you the very, very, very best of luck getting in. As i
1: recording this, there the are already right. ten bids, so they definitely got ten people they there, have, they that have are willing to pay over a hundred and fifty pounds for for a Zoom quiz with Cory Stars. This this kind of reminds me of like when you go through the um the magazines and you look at all that stuff the cool stuff that used to happen in the past and you go, Oh, why can't we have that now? And then they organise something and I'm
0: like, "Wow, well, actually, the terms and conditions. Mm. I was having a look down the names of the people that had bid and, and there weren't any that jumped out at me that I recognised. And I'm, I'm sorry if some, when anyone listening to this is your name and I should recognise your name. But I didn't. But there's a couple of anonymouses down there. <laughs> One of them is us. And, and I'm, very in, I'm very intrigued to find out who the other anonymous I know. Uh, if we
1: ever find out again i think it's just, i not think there just from the me mad because i don't like question it. marks and, over things and um i think i think really i Gemma's a real
0: pessimist when there's something exciting coming up i always you? You think, think it's going to go wrong
1: everything's going to go wrong and the other thing is i think really they could record this and and sell it as a as a download Mm. Even if they just charged, like, a quid a time, I bet you they'd still make money. It was
0: it was interesting how they didn't mention it on the um Corrie Good News tonight, because, especially considering Colson is one of the the team members of Team Cory, I'd have thought that it, that would have been a brilliant platform well, we to have that... got the wider Coronation Street-viewing public voting. And I'm not even sure whether the official Cory social media itself has promoted it. It's
1: a bit weird, because we know that ITV are in- involved, because it mm. says that... Um, ITV management are going to give you some terms and conditions. I wonder what they are. Oh, I'd love to know. I bet that's part of what you're not allowed to say. Yeah,
0: yeah to a, bit say... A, a bit of an NDA stuff oh. in there. But yeah, maybe, um, maybe it'll get mentioned on next week's Cory Good News. What happened on Cory Good News tonight? So we did watch that before we, had, we recorded um, today. Talking
1: about the Baftas and
0: oh yeah, they had Katie McGlynn, didn't Katie McGlynn they? Oh, it's lovely hearing her voice What's again. It? What's his name? Millard. Um, yeah, I, I do, I, I. You no, know, I, I do miss Janae. And who else actually. was
1: it? It was another interview.
0: <laughs> it was um, it was another person um talking about back to work for Corey, wasn't it? Oh, that which was is, right. Which it was is what production. we talk about in our bonus yeah. podcast this week. Although we don't talk about him, of course. Um, yeah, and they had some more. Oh, they had a, they had a birthday cake. With Coronation Street things and sloths.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good job, everybody. Good job, Colson, as always.
0: Right. Next bit of news: Baftas are coming up, Gemma. Um, it's all going to be um, as you were just saying, it's going to be lockdown Baftas, socially distanced from home Baftas. But Coronation Street is up for two this year. Obviously, they're up for the best soap and continuing drama. So I always I, I love finding who they're competing against. So Soap and Continuing Drama, obviously the big four in the in the UK are Corrie, Emmerdale, EastEnders and Hollyoaks. Who made it onto this, the short list this time? Coronation Street, Emmerdale, Holby City and Casualty. Wow. Yeah, interesting. So Emmerdale, sorry, EastEnders completely shunned, which is a bit of a blow to Kate Oates, I imagine.
1: Well, she's hasn't. And,
0: seen I, and this, it? Is on the, this is at EastEnders' 35th year as well, isn't it? That's a bit oh, and I, I don't I don't know what's going on with casualty or Holby at the moment, but they they don't even appear on the British Soap Awards. So that it doesn't.
1: I, mean, I find it very strange that there is different definitions of what a soap or continuing drama is, mm. depending on who you ask.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, so obviously, uh, good luck Coronation but Street. If you for ask that, but you, you William can't...
1: Roach, he'll he'll get annoyed if you call it a soap. Remember. Oh
0: yeah. You can't vote for that one, but what you can vote for is the BAFTA Must See Moment Award nomination. And you might remember last year that Gail's monologue was nominated, didn't I win. It I think it was something from the Bodyguard one. That
1: that it's been nominated Corey's the only soap. Again. I know.
0: I mean, if you look at this list of what it's up against, it's really quite a prestigious honor really just to be nominated. So the, the the Coronation Street scene this year, and it's funny because we we made sort of jokes about where what particular scenes that were in coronation street you know in the last 12 months like oh this is the bafta nominee speech yeah, yeah. like there was and some of them were in the sinead storyline like ken did an epic speech back in like, october november time and, and i called that ken's bafta speech but he he hasn't got it, it neither is it um yasmine stabs jeff in jeff in the neck which has been one of my most memorable moments for a very long time the um Corrie nominee this year is the death of Sinead Osborne. Well, so you say per- the
1: Corrie nominee this year. It's not like that's their. Oh no, slot. it's not an
0: annual slot exactly. No.
1: So two years in a row now, Coronation Street has managed to get themselves on the, sh- on the shortlist for yeah. BAFTA Must See moments. Yeah. Now,
0: um, Sinead Osborne's final episode, and I think that was the Ellen Taylor episode, if I remember rightly, um, was a really really powerful episode, um. So be good on Coronation so that Street. So that
1: Ellen Taylor now can write BAFTA award-nominated writer? Well,
0: she might be able to say award-winning oh. writer if well, she plays a Yeah, card, well, she can right? definitely
1: say nominated.
0: Yeah. It also had a nice... It did have a speech from um Billy at the end of that episode as well. So it was a, it was a really touching scene. So obviously, say, good luck Coronation Street there. And you can vote by going to virginmediaccom slash BAFTA. And you've got a couple of months to do it as well.
1: I feel like I've got my finger on the pulse this year of television because I know everything in this list apart from Love Island, which I refuse to ever See, watch. I
0: know some of these, but I was quite surprised because we watched such... Little, such a narrow range of TV, don't we? But I was going through that and going, oh, yeah, OK. I don't know what the BB, the Fleabag confessional scene is. Well,
1: it's rude. You know what Fleabag is? It's Phoebe Waller-Bridge.
0: I don't know who that BBC is. BBC
1: Three, Fleabag, confessional scene. If you've ever seen Fleabag, you know exactly what scene that is. I've got... Um, Sky Atlantic slash HBO Game of Thrones... Oh, you yeah, kills the night king. Now that's a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but I'm sure if you that, were interested. That,
0: that is a moment, isn't a it? That's a
1: controversial moment.
0: It is a controversial moment, but it's a really epic moment. That I, was I tell you amazing. What, the
1: score of that scene. Yes. I listen to that every so often just because of how beautiful the music for that is. It's incredible. Um Gavin and Stacey BBC 1 Nessa proposes to Smithy. Great. Now ITV2 Love Island, Michael recouples after Casa Amor. That to me just sounds like the most cretinous load of rubbish I've ever heard in my life and it shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be included. Because all of this is scripted love. No, sorry, this is scripted by people and produced and and actors, you know, this, this is a labour of love. Love Island is supposed to be a reality TV show. Yeah. And and I know real people are special and all the rest of it, but they shouldn't. It shouldn't be pitted against it. And if it wins, I'll tear my hair out and stamp on it because reality TV should not be...
0: I, I do think it, it doesn't...
1: It, it diminishes it doesn't the whole category. But, I mean... Because reality...
0: Is it, was it that good that it's a must-see moment? I mean, I would say something like, you know, Susan Boyle going on the X-Factor and singing Dream to Dream. That was a must-see moment and that wasn't scripted that was reality tv i understand
1: what you're saying and i haven't seen this and i don't i'm not interested in it so of course i'm biased against it but i just think that you should protect the integrity of scripted television by keeping reality tv in a separate category Mm. um and then the final one is bbc1 line of duty john corbett's death another spoiler
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, fanti- oh, that, I
1: guess there are people also who that would say that, that you shouldn't have a soap in this and it diminishes the category as well I mean it is a really good and spread that's of snobbery. a really good spread of different mm. things here because you know uh, you've got comedies you've got reality TV, you've got soaps, you've got dramas you've got an an American show even though everyone's got an English accent in it, in a Game of Thrones and and um, poor old Game of Thrones it's not going to be
0: I, I wonder it. if the the bad blood from the how end of game of thrones um played out is gonna stop people voting for that again now i'm not gonna vote for that moment but I, at the time really people think. were impressed by that moment
1: it, i don't it, know okay. everyone was well we're not here to decide i i wouldn't I, honestly this is the thing for me the, obviously the crazy thing about this is that i've seen every single one of these apart from the love island and the coronation street one because i That's didn't funny. watch the sinead the cancer storyline, so I couldn't tell you which one deserves to win.
0: Could you not choose if you if we were to take out Coronation Street? Obviously, what would you?
1: I think it would have to be Arya, mm. just because of the score. Mm. And and uh,
0: Arya won Night King zero.
1: <laughs> logically, didn't make sense, but we won't go into Game of Thrones again on this show. We already got a review giving us one star for the last time we talked about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we did, didn't we?
1: Um, so yeah. So um. If you want to vote, like Michael said, virginmedia.com slash BAFTA. Get on there. Vote by the 15th of July at 5pm and then the awards will be on the 31st of July. Fingers crossed for Coronation Street. It'd be really great if they got... Uh, I, I, I can't see them getting amazing. this massive mu- moment award because I know. these are all of these shows are, are beloved to massive groups of fans.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Corey's got a big fan base. But, yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm feeling the same as you in this one, but it's, it is so nice for them to be nominated at least twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and an early nominee for next year's Must See TV moment, Kim Marsh is going to be presenting a, compu- a consumer affairs show on BBC One in a couple of weeks. 10am daily from the 15th of June. Um, she's been on uh, Instagram, I think, uh, just today, maybe. It's going to be
1: another, what's her face? Anne?
0: Anne Robinson, yeah, slagging (laughs) off the Welsh. She says we're going to be taking some of the country's leading consumer experts to get guidance and tips on everything, including holidays, health, work and home.
1: Oh, she's talking. Oh, I thought she was telling them off.
0: No. Oh, no, she's. No, it's not. It's uh, helping people live better lives with Kim Marsh.
1: Helping people who don't know how to use the internet to Mm. find stuff out.
0: Can't believe she's defected to BBC One though, Gemma. Oh, I saw that. Shocking.
1: The filthy license money,
0: yeah. I know. Oh, also, Maureen lippman has been on um Goggle, Goggle Box tonight, hasn't she? Didn't we'll have to watch Jim that later. There as
1: well. Yes,
0: he was apparently. Yeah. We, we maybe watched that later on over the weekend, doesn't Can we not
1: pretend we watched it? <laughs> oh, that was Maureen really Littman? good. Funny, oh, wasn't she lovely? So She's witty. a national treasure, isn't she? And she can't cook.
0: That'll do, yeah. Let's move on to the feedback section, <laughs> right? We have got some feedback to finish off tonight's episode and as always we're going to start off with our average score on the facebook group for last week's coronation street and it came off out with 3.2 out of 5 last week so not a bad score i think people seem to pretty much like it chris gave it three and a half much needed decaf coffees out of five vanessa of greed three and a half she gave it three and a half free peanut butters <laughs> out of five and andrew um, didn't really enjoy the episodes the last week, it seems, but I did like what he scored out of. Two flat caps on a nasty prat. <laughs>
1: Do you think that maybe Aggie's been wanting to go vegan all these years, but she could never give up peanut butter?
0: Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. And now she be thrilled
1: to find out she can enjoy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Chris emailed us today asking us whether we ever reviewed the Barlow Bedtime Stories shorts, and, and the, answer, the short answer to that, Chris, is No. Because they came out in 2011, I think maybe, which is like the year before we did the podcast. But to be honest, I don't know whether we even watched them. No,
1: I remember us watching the watching one with Ken and Deirdre. No, that's what this one is. Oh, we did watch it. Did we?
0: Yeah. Did we watch them all? I don't
1: think there so. There were
0: like five or six. Then we definitely watched the Streetcar Stories one. I don't remember. And I think that. I watched the What Would Kirk Do? But
1: no, I think that was. Oh. But yeah,
0: we we didn't watch that. Maybe maybe we should watch them and, and tell Chris what we thought another time. But, um, yeah, there, there were days, believe it or not, when we didn't just consume... Mindlessly watch everything. ...every single that thing that was us to us do in Coronation Street. You know, it's our, it's our jobs now, isn't it? Yeah. So we have to. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yes, no, Chris is the answer. No. Sorry. what
1: a lengthy way of saying no.
0: Yeah. I you like to be to very thorough with asking the questions. Feedback. I'd love you to.
1: She said, first of all, great to see Shana back, and even though her and David are struggling at the moment, I'm confident they will get back together again. I'm also glad David has seen that being chased isn't the best idea. Although the fight he had was pathetic. (laughs) Also like Roy stopping him from leaving the cafe. Clayton annoys me, but I have a feeling he could be the next bad penny son. Oh no! The next Terry
0: Duckworth. No, they're probably desperate for him to be the next Terry Duckworth, but he's not. Just like Mike and just like sorry, Adam and Gary aren't the next Mike and Ken.
1: Um, she's also enjoying the Oliver story and Jane Danson is doing a fantastic job really feeling for Leanne at the moment.
0: Yeah, we didn't get much of her this week, did we?
1: No. Also feeling for Nick, uh, like how we found Oliver's toy car as he knew Oliver wanted it. I'm also liking Simon being a supportive big brother. I agree with Michael that this story might be put on the back burner for a bit and return in a few weeks. I wasn't sure if James could come out to his teammates or if he was joking with Tommy O, so I was glad they confirmed that yes, James did come out. I enjoyed the locker scene, though, as it was realistic, and I liked the banter.
0: Yeah, no fake boobs on those men in there.
1: Rebecca's been in quite a few locker rooms in her time, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I also liked the James song, too, too, and the teasing between Michael and James, some good chemistry forming between Ryan and Nathan. Grace, I'm still not sure, but I love Tiana, liking the trams. I agree with Michael, Bryn uploading the vlog was ridiculous, but the scenes in the kebab shop with Gemma reading the comments was nice. I would still like Gemma to have a relapse. As as Gemma said, that's me, it's more realistic. Good to see Yasmin back, although I still don't like that she thinks she blames herself for Jeff. Jeff's flat cap made him seem more granddaddy, which I think you're meant to feel sympathy for him, but it's not working for me. I also like the scene with Ali and Ryan making fun of Jeff in the house. (laughs) Finally little bit of Dev and the twins, which I we will get more story this week. Yes, we did. Character of the week is Diana. Give it three and a half. Plot. Chats. <laughs> Apart from girl who's muted by David out of five.
0: <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you, Rebecca. Now, Joseph has written to us today um, saying... Let me start off to to my funny reaction by giving my thoughts on last Monday's Curry episode, particularly when nearly all the cast members in that episode were commenting how Ollie love, love, loves his toy red car. I swear, the number of times everyone kept saying the same comment over and over again, it could have been used as early 7.30pm drinking game and you would have had to have taken... Be drunk by then <laughs> you would have had to take a drink every single Lockdown. time that comment was made you then have been lit and wasted after 30 minutes watching that episode that would have been in the book of guinness world records if Cory viewers were playing that drinking game
1: um i also they did uh, lay
0: it on thick i
1: think that it just kind of highlights how how ollie has no personality that literally the only thing anyone can remember about him is that he likes a red c- toy car that's
0: only just been invented for him do you remember the thing when Nick had a load of money in his bag, and a, like a sports bag, and he was going around with it, and everybody was commenting on Nick's sports bag, and then at the end of the episode, he opens it up, and yeah, it's full of cash. Of it reminded me a little maybe bit of that. Maybe they're
1: smuggling drugs in that little car.
0: I'm so through, says Jeff, with this Jeff storyline. What? I wonder if the episodes were airing their normal air dates, if the story would be dragging as long as it is right now. I'm also bloody peed off that the camera wasn't discovered by the investigators from a couple of weeks ago. Like, I understand the living room wasn't part of the crime scene, but that flat should have been inspected all throughout the place, in my opinion. I'm sorry Joseph isn't enjoying that. It can drag on as long as it wants, as far as I'm concerned. But totally with you there with the camera. When Jeff finally got his hands on the camera, I got even more (laughs) peed off with the fact that it was bloody in view. Like, it wasn't even behind an object, it was on the CD rack. Yes, the camera in the CD rack is black, but still... He was even more stupid that he didn't destroy the camera, but it may not be necessary because we don't know if that camera has its own cloud server. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Jeff will be meeting his demise, but it's just dragging on a bit too long due to these unprecedented times when the episodes are not airing at their normal rate. And yes, you and Gemma, (laughs) as always writing to me, Gemma, me oh. both of oh. us can oh, I come read everything. and visit me in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, we talked about that when we were talking about Ray and there, weren't we? Yeah, and oh, and also invites Andrew from the Facebook group as well. <laughs> Hello. Why well, Andrew Let's gets the special go. treatment? Andrew can. We're going to descend our plane tickets on Joseph because in Las Vegas.
1: Andrew, he's he's only he's piggybacking on our invite here, so Andrew can buy the plane tickets, and we'll all go over, and Joseph can put us up.
0: It's a deal. And I'll, Soon as we allowed on a plane again,
1: I'll buy everybody a buffet meal somewhere. <laughs> That's I. I want to go to a buffet in Las Vegas. Right. I'll use my I, I'll use my um coin machine winnings for it because I know coin I, machine winnings. Yeah, I know. I'll
0: you got the Las Vegas lingo down. I know exactly two. what to do. Finally, Should... Gemma, Fangirl overload one two three. What does she think about oh, this week's curry?
1: Between the escorts and the cam cameras, Sally and Tim seem to be getting more suspicious of Jeff. Tim's um, not. I absolutely loved Shania this week and the sibling rivalry between Asher and Ardy. The scenes of the Baileys and Oliver's o- Oliver were short but sweet. Finally, Bernie and Kirk made me laugh. Character of the week is Jeff, and I give it three. Jeff shattered like a bottle out of five. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you everybody for writing to Thank us. You Thank
0: everybody you everybody for, for listening to us. Thank you for Thank listening. For- Everything else that you don't forget they're the main things that you you do supporting us telling other people to follow us on instagram thinking about us supporting us on patreon if you do enjoying um the video stuff that we put up on youtube for coming along to our instagram live for voting and not voting for entering our patreon competition
1: for voting for us for mayor of las vegas
0: and saying that we should win the british podcast awards because we saw oh, some people yeah. saying about that on the <laughs> oh, facebook so group sweet. recently thank you
1: guys that reminds me of the time that people started a petition to get us to be extras <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what yeah. happened to that
0: hmm? <laughs> in the british podcast awards we, we did try to enter that one year didn't we yeah and then like so we bought it's one or something one those, like a, a proper celeb radio those, dj woman <laughs>
1: it's one of those um popularity contests which is just a big popularity contest
0: I, yeah, I know. That's not fair, is it? You actually... Yeah, people like you, then you win. Uh, where, where's the sense in that?
1: This is stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, well. Our, our time will come. I feel it in my bones.
1: We'll get a BAFTA one day when they put podcasts on there. And we'll just get one for being the longest-running podcast ever because by the time they get around to it, probably anyone that started before us will be dead.
0: Yeah. So podcasts, you're in it for the long haul, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, those ones that it's like, you know... Read a, read a chapter of the Harry Potter book once a week or, or, or Game a, of Thrones or whatever there could, there could be an ending they point. don't just
1: do they isn't, podcasts don't just exist to talk about media you know what Mind yeah they day. have science and history ones as well
0: I'm not and who's that guy that?
1: that's that the one Josh R- R- Rogan Rogan
0: Rogan Josh well, no what's that you're guy you're thinking about Curry
1: again? <laughs> no I'm Matt.
0: stop the thinking about your belly
1: who's that joe rogan that's it that's his name he's the one that does the most podcasts he's the one that shouts at elon musk and things i
0: don't know who he and is and alex
1: Jones. he's like he used to be a wrestler he's like one of the most famous podcasters in the world he makes millions and millions how
0: does we he do to that get, then
1: we put his advertising
0: i'm not having advertising and he
1: put any live streams on youtube which we don't do we do not we have to move into that and then we'll be able to then we'll be able to um on zoom things to well, do a quiz well you may
0: not live stream on youtube but you can listen to our street talks and bonus podcasts on youtube every week the street talk goes on on sunday nights the middle section goes up on tuesday nights and then something else will go up on thursday night like an old I character don't... profile or an old uh middle section or an old list of questions or like this week maybe there's something new like the magazines it's
1: a good job you're around in it
0: to do all this yes it is Jammer. yes how can people get in touch with us
1: um you can send us tickets to Las Vegas by emailing them to conversationstreet at gmail.com um no don't that would be really awkward um (laughs) you can find us at Twitter at conversationstreet Facebook conversationstreet and we've got a group a secret group um we've got
0: Instagram
1: Instagram and we've got Patreon and we've got
0: I think that might be it. We don't
1: do Snapchat and we don't do TikTok. No. Because we are Old.
0: against them. And that's it. That is it. That is it. I'm sure most people listen to that. No, most people have stopped Nobody listening at this to point. This bit. They do because they want to listen to the awesome theme music that's probably playing oh, right now. Yeah, it's now. pretty cool. Yeah, I have our theme music.
1: It's
0: great. Where did it come
1: from? Podcastthemes.com. <laughs>